The following was recorded in front of a live studio audience at the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe. This is the United Podcast Network. Oh, yeah! This is the Cigar Authority. Have uh, you any imported cigars? The authority on everything cigar, in and out of the cigar industry. We're on a mission from God. With your host... A jelly donut! David Garofalo. How did it get here? Mr. Jonathan. I hear you, and I care. Barry Stein. I can use my spare glove compartment underwear as a napkin. And Ed Sullivan. They don't have a listing for Mr. Wonderful. What uh, spelling did you use? It's time to light them up. Smoke if you got them. It's time for the Cigar Authority. I got a fever, and the only prescription is more cowbell. Light them up, light them up, light them up, everybody. November 10th, 2018, broadcasting live from the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe. And today, always one of the biggest requested shows of the year. It's the No Mr. Jonathan episode. And filling in for him for the very first time is his real brother, Mr. Sammy. Mr. Jonathan, Mr. Sammy, this is backwards. I don't know. We're going to get to that. Also, we're going to light up a Christoph cigar with the New England sales rep from Christoph Cigars, John Fozzi. You're listening to The Cigar Authority, now in its ninth year, making it the longest continuing running cigar podcast. Awarded the Ambassadors of Cigars by Cigar Journal Magazine. Awarded the Top 10 Educational Podcast by Podbean four years in a row. The Cigar Authority is the most listened to cigar podcast in the world. That's right, the world. Cigar Radio at its finest. The Cigar Authority is a proud member of the United Podcast Network. Catching, catch the podcast on demand anytime on our daily blog at thecigarauthority.com. That's Mr. Sammy. Hello, Mr. Sammy. Hello, Filling Dave. in for Mr. Jonathan. I will. Yeah, you will. I'll do it again, too. <laughs> yeah? Wow. You should Please. send them on vacation more often. Yeah, look, we'll watch this and see how well you're doing. Maybe uh, we have a replacement. Never mind a fill-in. We'll see what happens and how it goes. Do I get a vote? You do? I vote for a replacement. Before it even happens. Before right? it even happens. <laughs> I, I like them better already. There we go. Thank you, Ed. Uh, but before we get to all this, and there's going to be plenty of this throughout the show, we have John Fozzi, um, rep from Rhode Island. You live in Rhode Island? I do. Yeah? Yep, born and raised. Any relation to Fozzie Bear? Waka, waka, waka. There we go. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. You guys plan that. No. <laughs> and you've been with us here at, uh, for Christoph for a little over a year now. Yeah, about 15 months now. Okay. Uh, actually, I think one of our first trips, at least when I stepped into the territory up to the shop here, was the day you guys opened the podcast That's studio. That's right, the grand opening of it. Uh, so that was, that was um, September 30th, and uh, so a little over a year we have now in here, so uh, that sounds like a good reason to celebrate. Indeed. So uh, we'll take one of these, pass it down, and uh, we're going to smoke the Christoph Connecticut. Uh, Barry, tell us about this. Well, today's first cigar is the Christoph Connecticut, and it's manufactured in the Dominican Republic for Christoph. The size is a 5x44 Corona. And it features an Ecuadorian Connecticut wrapper over a Nicaraguan Habano seed binder and quad Dominican Habano seed fillers. It is part of the Cigar Authority Care Package. And a single cigar will set you back $5.89, while a bundle of 20 will be $103.99, which is a savings of almost $14, or 12% off the box price at twoguyscigars.com. If you're too far away from a brick-and-mortar retailer that carries it, try twoguyscigars.com. That's the number two, GuysCigars.com. 
So this Kristoff, like all Kristoffs, I would say it's the signature Kristoff. I've smoked a lot of cigars blind, again, not knowing what brand yep. it is. We do it for Cigar Journal magazine. And when we see a cigar that has this signature curly top on it, uh, pigtail, the unfinished foot that's happening here, um, you know it's a Kristoff or, you have a, or somebody else is trying to do a Kristoff. Somebody's knocking us off. Right. That's how I look at it, too. When this particular size came in, this was not your normal Kristoff because you never made a small cigar like this. We actually had. We used to do his Corona series. Really? Uh, the original Maduro, the Lajero Maduro, all had Coronas attached to them. Oh. And unfortunately, Coronas like Lanceros are one of those sizes that it seems the market goes fickle. You're right. And it's an up and down. Absolutely. And as a result, we had gotten away from it. Uh, Jared Trudeau, our yep. VP of sales, the bringing the Coronas back was kind of his pet project. Uh, it's his favorite size, had the affinity for it, wanted it back on the shelves with us. Uh, we ended up doing them as a tray yes. in three formats. So yep. you can find the Corona now in the Connecticut that we're smoking today. Our original Maduro, which is still actually our number one bestseller worldwide. And the uh, Habano. Yeah, that, that, that is a, uh, something very different for a cigar brands for the Maduro version of somebody's cigar brand to be its bestseller. It goes back to one of the first cigars that Glenn made and holding steady all the way through 14 yeah. years later. Brought him to the game. All right, let's give it a cut and light and see what it's all about. It's time to cut our cigar. The official cutting brought to you by Perdomo Cigars. Perdomo is the brand, while all other brands were raising prices, Perdomo cut out the federal S-chip tax, and actually lowered them. Perdomo Cigars, they stand for quality, tradition, and excellence. And we are lighting our cigar today with the Vertigo Commissioner. The Vertigo Commissioner features two jets, single action ignition, flip-out bullet punch, easy adjustment wheel, and patented Vertigo big-ass tank. You're doing good. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> the Vertigo Commissioner retails for the low price of $29.99. That's the Vertigo Commissioner. That's pretty good for $29.99, right? Looks like a high-end high end lighter, full metal. And it's got the big S. It does. Tank. Yeah, <laughs> it does. They all do. So you notice unfinished foot. So, Sammy, you're not, uh, I don't know, you're a cigar smoker, but. I do smoke cigars. More regularly now? Uh, you, you really yeah, I, I probably get two, three, four a week. Yeah? Yeah. Cold draw? Yeah. Buttered popcorn. Yep. That's cold draw before you light it. Stone. I hear Mr. Jonathan. <laughs> yeah. How did we do that? Technology. Do you, do you taste uh, it? Do you taste I'm, it a little? What, 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 I don't know what buttered. It's popcorn. Buttered. Yeah, I got a popcorn for sure. Wait a minute, Colonel. Yeah, stuck in the tube. <laughs> All right, so now we're going to light the cigar with the Vertigo. You'll notice the first thing you're going to do is light the wrapper. And as you take the drawer in, you're going to actually taste wrapper at the beginning. So actually, your first draw is going to taste different than the rest of the cigar. So, John, you were saying before that this was Jared's pet project that... Small and ring gauge cigars aren't as popular at certain times as they are at other times. Correct. 
Did you do this noticing that the trend is starting to move away from bigger ring cigars? Is there I, more of a demand that you guys went in Corona? I don't know if it had anything to do with product demand or industry demand more so than uh, just Jared's desire to bring that size back so into the portfolio. So he could smoke it on a regular basis? <laughs> Pretty much, essentially, you know, um, guaranteeing that he had something to smoke that he enjoyed. So Well, well and you know, I didn't ever move away by choice. It just people stopped offering Coronas, you know, right. and they got bigger and bigger. So Right, and especially here in New England. It's definitely a market that's catered to the yeah. 660 size yeah. over the last handful and of years. This is one of my two favorite Christophs, both of which are Coronas. Right. <laughs> yeah, like this in the Habano. Yeah, you're into the size to begin with, but yep. I think it... It plays well to it. Sometimes when somebody has not their regular format cigar, it doesn't taste like the brand itself. But I right. think you did a good job with this is what a Christoph Connecticut tastes like. And I think more people should explore it, especially New England in the winter. You know, right. if you've got to smoke outdoors, well, why are you going to light a 6x60? You know, you're not going to get through that. Right, exactly. Well... You know, when I was pretty much a Toro guy, a, a six by fifty would be um, what I would automatically go to if I was offered any, any anything to try. Which one? Oh, just give me the medium size one. And Ed Sullivan has turned me around the past year or so, yeah. uh, which I get to smoke more cigars during the course of a day, more flavors, more changes. Um, and I'm really starting to like yeah. a Corona. It's my cigar ADD, right? Yeah. <laughs> can't hold my attention for that long, so right. I like to move I, to something yeah, else. Yeah, I certainly right. don't want to do a 7 by 70 no. you know, and that's a commitment, and it, it's going to be four hours of, I don't want to do anything for four hours. Well, and I think I found it especially true when I still worked in retail. The Corona size was excellent because it, you're constantly moving around. You're constantly having to put it down. I can smoke this in an hour or so. It's not killing me time constraint wise, um, but if I pick up a larger size, things right. get busy. You're constantly picking up, putting down. You're relighting yeah. the, constantly. The other thing that about flavor that, change, John, is that you end up yeah relighting. And right. Most cigars won't handle too many relights before they yeah, after do not a while. Taste it's good. Yeah. Yeah, it's starting to get wet at the end yeah. because it's, you've been smoking it for way too long. So you mentioned in retail. I see that that uh, although you are only one year in or so of Kristoff, uh, of A Man on the Road, you have years, four years of experience as a general manager at Havana Club, four years of it. I was there from September of 13 until about May of last year. So uh, that's what's excellent. Let me tell you, on the receiving side of being two guys smoke shop and purchasing cigars, I love a cigar wrap that's been on our side, in other words, right? It, it definitely changes the game. It, um, you understand exactly. what I'm going through. So, yeah. you know, as opposed to somebody who never did it before and coming in and they have no idea how this ends up working. I go, well, that doesn't make any sense at all. There's no way I can end up doing that. And they look at you like, what do you mean? Right. Well, that's because they don't know. Right. They've been handed a script to sell you. Yeah. That's, that's pretty yeah. much all they know. And yeah, you can come in and, oh, I understand what you're saying, yeah. and maybe not even bring it to us that way. How about how about this? Or right. figuring out, out a way, which is awesome the way, way it did it. Yeah, my first segue in was actually about 10 years prior to joining uh, to now. Uh, back around 2008, I actually got connected to the ownership at Cigar Masters. Oh, really? Formerly in Boston. Uh, they were opening a Providence location. And uh, the gentleman who reps for Fonseca, 
Placido de yeah, Filippo. Sure. Uh, D's been around forever. Uh, D put me in contact with the ownership, and when they opened their Providence location in 2008, I was with them for about a year. Oh, I never knew that. Okay. You practically have to learn how to speak Spanish to just to say any of the names of these things. Well, it's not Spanish at all. Well, so, not this one, but... <laughs> so Christoph is the son. Yes, Christopher is Glenn's son, uh, hence the naming on the company from that. If any, if you're familiar with the full portfolio of our product line, we offer a cigar called the Britannia, and that's Glenn's daughter, Brittany. Yeah. So a little, little family homage. Yeah, I didn't know that. The, in fact, the 685 Woodlawn that we produce as a, a I hate to call it a one-off, but a, a rarity from us, yeah. a limited production run. Uh, 685 Woodlawn's the actually the street address that Glenn grew up at until he was 21 years old. So Nice. It's interesting. It's different than yeah. typical naming in the cigar industry. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. Well, this is Glenn doesn't make believe like he's the guy in the tobacco field riding a horse no. with the hat on. And that's not who he is. <laughs> no. Because it isn't who he is. It definitely is not who Glenn but, is. <laughs> but, but we've seen people try to per- portray yeah. that or, or try to connect something of, oh, my great-grandfather's brother's cousin was from Cuba. Therefore, mm-hmm. you know, no, no, that that's it. Glenn was like you, that he was a cigar rep. Right. And uh, this, is, this is the success of Christoph, I believe, because not only do I say that, that we love dealing with somebody like you as, uh, because you know what we went through. Glenn built his company knowing right. that end of it also. Right. And, and as a broker, basically on the backside of the cigar boom into the early 2000s, um, you know, he, he especially noticed it, and it's kind of what drove him into the industry was the fact of you do all this work to build other people's business and then get fired for right. it. Right. If, if you build a business too, <laughs> too much, especially if you're the broker, right. me, meaning a commissioned person, uh, and you're not, right? You work for the company, Correct. and that's I mean, it. But the broker commission, he'd build a territory up so much that they're saying, look, at we're paying this guy way too much. Well, yeah. The more you pay him, the more you're doing, the better you're doing. Don't you wish you were paying him a million dollars a year? But uh, that's not what happens. Right. And eventually, like all, you know, it's slowly, those companies start going in-house, as we did Mm. four years ago when Glenn hired Jared as our first in-house rep. And uh, unfortunately, when that transition happens as the broker, you're you're odd man out. Yeah. You know, you've done all the legwork, and now you're handing it back to them. Yeah. So you were working at the Havana Club... uh, Cigar Club, and how does it happen? And I know there's a lot of people that listen to the show. They, they're geeking out on cigars. They love cigars. They would love to be in the cigar business. How does it happen that you transition from somebody working in a cigar shop? You were GM, but somebody working in the shop to be offered that position, or do you go for it? What do you do? Uh, in this case, it was offered. Um, I am fortunate enough to say that... Uh, or unfortunate enough to say, depending on who you talk to, I've actually known Jared since before he started with Christoph. Jared was a, a member. He was one of our uh, customers at Havana. Uh, in fact, I can remember sitting and talking with him when he was agonizing, trying to figure out if he was taking the position or staying where he was at and, and how he was going to progress. Uh, so Jared and I have a, a long history together, uh, knew my background and what I came from mm. and the opportunity arose in, in New England, uh, which was nice. It meant I didn't have to relocate or travel yeah. too, too far. It was a territory that I already knew. And we sat down one day, and my predecessor before me was returning to retail. And 
Jared made the offer, and I accepted yeah. willingly. So that's, that's how it works in this industry, because the grass is always greener, right, whatever you're doing. So one, one guy becomes a cigar rep, and he says, I want to go into retail. Another guy's in retail and says, well, I want to be a cigar rep, uh, or vice versa. Well, you or just have the guy smoking forth. cigars that now wants to be a rep, and he has no idea what it entails. So, right. Yeah. Want, want to be there, so, um, but instead of that, you're working at a cigar shop, and there's other people that are working at that cigar shop, along with the hundreds of other cigar shops that are in his territory, so he ends up seeing you, so you're shining, obviously, to him, right? You're the shiny thing, right? You're different than everybody else, maybe your customer service, maybe the way you're acting, or you know the product, and you know all products, right. or whatever, uh, and that's what it ends up uh, being, so... Wherever you work and whatever you're doing, if you're doing the best for that, that's how you're going to end up being found. Right. And I think that's how most of the reps, I think, end up kind of stumbling into this industry as a whole. Uh, while not every company, I, I guess I can't make the blanket yeah. statement. There are some companies that just hire from outside of the industry. It seems um, to be the trend over the last couple of years to hire from outside the industry. Yeah. Well, there's some companies that never want to poach somebody else's employee hmm. uh you know of the guys working for this i'm going to offer you more money and we see that happen with cigar rollers and stuff in, in, in these right. other countries all the time uh, and it's happened a little bit into the cigar industry that one person works here and they offer him more money to come to, to him every industry i mean i would imagine works like that uh but this is such a relationship business that sometimes they get hurt and they, yeah. you took my best guy, blah, 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 blah. Um, so you got companies that are saying, okay, I'm not going to take anybody that's already working for somebody else. And that includes going into somebody's cigar shop. And I can imagine somebody taking my best guy and saying, uh, oh, let me offer you more than Dave's giving you. And then he takes it. What's my move at that point? They have to fear that maybe I'll say, well, I'm discontinuing that line. You just right. took my best guy. So maybe that's not good. Or... Um, Hopefully, I wish better for them. I had right. Roy Kirby, you know, from Perdomo. Right. I've known Roy for a number of so years. So Roy was my manager and, and got off of the position for Perdomo. And believe me, Perdomo and I talked about it. Um, Eric Wentworth, who's Hammer and Sickle, working right. for me and then offered a position and whatever. And I want better for them. But that's right. not the case with, with every company. They right. Want. Well, a lot of shops, uh, the reality of it is uh, most shops are smaller operations and you're only working on shoestring staffs. You've only got two or three people that are actually in there. Yeah, you take 50% of the staff, actually. Yeah. And it's, it, it's a lot to recover from for, a, for some shops. Yeah. You know? I mean, it's, it's the toughest part of retail is, is finding staff, as I'm sure you're aware. Yeah. And, and getting longevity out of them. You want your employees to stick around. Sure. And... I'm sure there's some employees of yours that you wish were poached. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, maybe Jonathan. Jonathan's going to be a dancer now. We're going to have Sammy. There we go. Sammy will jump in. That's there's a reason the, why he's not here today. Yeah, that's what we'll see what, uh, you know, always looking for, for good talent, right? That's the yep. case. You know, are you guys hiring? It's funny when somebody comes in and the answer is no. But I'm always looking for the next shining star. I mean, if right. there's somebody out there. What was your excuse for hiring me? Then? Uh, was I felt, <laughs> no star. I, I felt bad for you, to okay. be honest with you. And that's the truth uh, of what happened to you. Yes. I didn't even know you. So right. uh, that's what ends up happening there. But how does somebody decide to get into the cigar business in the first place? Uh, I looked you up. I wanted to get some information. And it, I saw that for a couple of years you were a casino dealer. I was down at Mohegan Sun in uh, Connecticut. Okay, before being in the cigar business at all? Uh, 
post Cigar Masters pre Havana. Oh, all right. It was after that. All right, because I was saying, what happens there? That maybe you were at the at the smoking table and you're seeing people smoke cigars and say, I think I want to be in the cigar business. No, I, you know, it's my opportunity at Havana came up while I was at uh, Mohegan still. The ownership group at Havana, one of the gentlemen, while we didn't really know each other back then, attended the same high school. We, All right. We were two years apart. He was two years older. Uh, but we had crossed in different circles over time and whatnot. Uh, so reconnected through a mutual acquaintance when they started looking for a manager. Went in did and you had start the conversation. With the day they opened, you with a manager? No, I oh, didn't. Okay. I, uh, they opened in December of 2012. And I had some early conversations with them around February, March of yeah. 2013. Uh, but like most small shops, the, that growth window, that opportunity to try and kind of uh, build yourself a little bit, uh, needing to get to a point of being able to take on that payroll and, yeah. and all of that. So it was kind of, we want you on board, but it's going to take a little bit of time. <coughs> Can't afford you we'll, yet. We'll get there. You yeah. know, when, we, when we're finally dialed to where we need to be and we're in, at that position of putting in that, that role, We'll give you the call and we'll we'll pull the trigger on it, and that happened around September. And that became the first general manager they had. They were yeah. doing it themselves at that point, and then said, yes. "Okay, uh, time to have a manager." Yeah. Uh, okay, and um, you miss it? Do you miss that end of it? I do not miss it at all. No. Okay. <laughs> that I do not. So you know, I've never done your side of it, and um, I always thought, "Wow, I would be." Uh, I'd be good because I'd understand the retailer and what's good for them and all that. And then going to trade shows and sitting with these people and talking with them and standing at the United booth that I did for a couple of years and stuff, I said, oh, my God, this is a lot tougher than I thought it was. <laughs> Yet I, I can deal with 100 customers a day right. that, that come in and uh, sell every single one of them, and it's not a problem in dealing with, but dealing with a cigar shop that they're – is their whole way of doing business is different than the next guy that comes in, than the next guy that comes in. And that's what you walk into. You, you have to deal as a chameleon walking into to a two-guy smoke shop and then walking into some other, somebody else's right. smoke shop who thinks a whole different way. Right. And we all do the same exact thing. They're successful and I'm successful, but we got there a different way. Yeah. And do you help a retailer out at all because you were a general manager and know what's wrong or is that like a no-no you know listen i'm in and out of a couple hundred shops during the course of my my cycle yeah anywhere between six to ten weeks depending on on weather and where i have to get to events that are scheduled uh it, every shop runs differently i walk into most shops if we set up an event and we're looking to do something you know guys will look at you and say okay what do you want to do most shops, you already know your client base, you know your customers, you know what works in your shop. I'm not there to tell you how to do your business. Right. You tell me what works for your shop, and then let's figure out what I'll do what do you want to do. Let's let's make it work for you so that it's going to get you to where you need to be. You know, it's some shops you walk into, and a good event is you've sold twenty or thirty boxes. Yeah, nice. you know, it, there are some shops you walk into good event is you sold 20 or 30 cigars yeah you know so it, it's it varies so drastically that for me to go in with an idea of how your business should run just doesn't make sense yeah and, and to you know take it from a retailer we 
self-employed people, we're self-employed for a reason. Right. We don't want to be told, right? Right. Uh, but, right? <laughs> Sammy B. raising his hand on a, on a radio show. <laughs> yeah. It's like Willie Moranti all over yeah. again. Um, Just don't want to talk over you, Dave. No, you. jump in, man. Jonathan does it all the time. <laughs> you're not going to get in if you don't jump in. Um, no, but it, it is it's wacky when you think mm. of that, that we, we don't want to be told what to do, yet we don't want to miss out and, and not know what we don't know. But that's the problem with the cigar industry, at least from my viewpoint, there's too many hobbyists. And there's people that are struggling to survive, but they won't listen to suggestions to fix their problem. Because we're A-type personalities, yeah. and we already know, we have an vision in our head, but just don't know how to get there or whatever. But you, you certainly have to listen. You know, it's, uh, I, I hope I'm not one of those people to that degree, not listening to somebody else, uh, because uh, I didn't get here by myself, that's for sure. You get to ask questions. Yeah. So... Uh, very interesting. I see uh, early days, 1998, you were in the vape industry. No. No. Not, nothing to do with this. Nothing to do with it. I, I, I'm guessing if it was on a resume somewhere, it probably had the word liquid involved. Yeah. Liquid Lounge was a college bar in the middle of Brown University. Ah. I actually had, uh, I had worked in, in the retail trades <coughs> for about five years during that time, had met gentlemen that owned bars and nightclubs in Providence and I was looking for a change and had gotten out of retail and he approached me and said you want to learn the nightclub industry oh no kidding and I went to work for him and I've spent uh from probably 98 until minus my gap there with the casino and and whatnot I've been in the bar and nightclub industry all right me too so yeah, we, we got a, a connection there. I never knew. I that. go into bars. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Barry drinks. I, yeah, <laughs> you've had one, uh, a bottle or two. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, early Night. thoughts here on Christoph Kinetic. We're smoking it along. I did. I did relight because I was doing too much talking because uh, Mr. Sammy uh, doesn't want to interrupt. So. <laughs> I'll raise my hand. Mm. Go, go ahead. <laughs> so let's go to you, Mr. Sammy, only because we don't know you well enough to know what what you know what don't know. Here, what, what do you uh, do? You like it? Is I do up? like it. I'm a Maduro kind of guy myself. Oh, really? I like that sweet uh, flavor. Um, I'm not scared to grab a dark cigar. Uh, All right. Not into some of them spicier Maduros because you can get a spicy one, but yeah, you so can you, get a nice sweet flavored. So you like a Maduro. traditional Maduro? Yeah. So you know their Maduro is their biggest seller cigar. Did you catch uh, that earlier? I did hear yeah. him say that earlier, yeah. So uh, maybe you got to give that one a try of the I'm, Maduro and see what you get there. There's a reason. There's not many brands that their Maduro outsells their Connecticut by not even close. Um, or, or Well, in defense of that, too, for years, our, our original product line was the original Criollo and the original Maduro, which yeah. you carry in the two guys' stores. Um, however, our Connecticut... Over time, the Britannia yeah. kind of filled that void. It's a yeah. Connecticut shade. Um, but our actual Christoph Connecticut is only about three or four years old. Now. Yeah. So. And it's not your father's some- Connecticut because on the retro hell. <laughs> my father didn't have a spice, Connecticut, yeah. by the way. <laughs> there, there, there is some spice. There is some pepper. And on the, on the flavor profile, almost like a, a highly buttered pound cake that has a little bit of lemon zest in it. Wow, I think he nailed that. I think he, there's a sound effect here for that. You think I, he nailed it? I think he did. <laughs> Thank you. I'll be here all week. <laughs> it's Mr. Jonathan from the heavens and talking just, down to us, and he knows he nailed it. 
Just by the way, pound cake. Yeah. Do you taste it, Mr. Sammy? Come the, on, the lemon when he me- as soon as he mentioned yeah. it. Yeah. Wow. And just by the Very way, good. You should f- do this for a living, Barry yeah, Stein. Your father did have a Connecticut. He did. Sure. Oh, he did. The Griffin was a Connecticut. <laughs> yeah. And which See, was very mild. Grandfather's Connecticut. That's a grandfather's Connecticut. He was my father, but I'm right. older now. Yeah. My You're... daughter's grandfather's Connecticut. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I know people that came from Connecticut. Um, what do you like for cigars? Is this up your alley or you need I, something more? You know, I tend to be all over the board for years. Uh, and even when I was at the retail store, I tend to reach fuller bodied. Okay. I, I tend to smoke the other end of the spectrum. Uh, I find that over the last couple of years, though, I've started to slowly step back into that more medium. And, yeah. And, you know, I've never been that smoker that says, well, it's 1030 in the morning. I just got to work. I'm going to have my coffee and I'm going to have something mild. Whatever I reached for, I reached for. You okay. Know, it, it was never, strength wasn't the consideration when I picked up All the right. cigar. All right. Um, and but, you, but you smoked everything because you were in the retail environment. Yeah. And when when you the opportunity came for Kristoff, you were moving Kristoff well. You liked the the brand that's you gotta like it, right? Because I, you it, know, and we always we gave Jared a lot of grief. Okay, you know, uh, being a, a shop that was his home shop and where he hung out, and we all knew him. Uh, it was easy for us to bust his chops heavily every opportunity we yeah. got. And uh, but the product always moved well. It speaks for itself. Yeah. it's not. You know. Absolutely. And we know he has that memory where he doesn't forget anything. <laughs> Does he hold anything over your head? Like, do you no. remember when you did this? No, actually, if anything, I'm, we're able to do that to him. Um, I'm sure you remember those damn toe shoes that he wears everywhere. Um, no, I've never looked at his feet. Oh, he used, <laughs> yeah. to, he used to have a pair of those uh, the shoes that actually have the toes built in, and that was all These he ones? wore. See, I remember we, we, no, spoke, we, spoke, of, we spoke about that on the show. How he likes those shoes that yeah. has a slot for yeah. each yeah. toe. Yeah. No, I couldn't stand See, that. See, this is where we need Mr. Jonathan. He's an expert on shoes. He has one of those. I've seen, I've seen him wear it before. No, I couldn't even wear socks like that. Right, right now, he's stepping on another man's toes. And it's yeah. a story for the <laughs> next so half hour. As we speak, it's really happening, and we'll get to that. All right, we're going to take a break. When we come back, Christoph is doing the next firecracker. Let's get some details from John Fozzie. And Mr. Jonathan is away literally dancing with men. When did he start this and other disturbing stories from his brother, Mr. Sammy? We're live in the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe, and you're listening to The Cigar Authority on the United Podcast Network. There was a time when cigars were the hallmark of elegance and success. In this time gone by, the aficionado would revel in opening a beautiful box, only to find their favorite celebratory smoke emblazoned with a heritage-laden band. It's time to put the bundle down and travel back to this golden age. For your voyage, may we humbly suggest the only cigar worthy of being packaged in a handmade marble box. Berlin Wall Series from Hammer & Sickle. Live well. Romeo San Andreas by Romeo y Julieta. The Romeo y Julieta love story with a bold and modern twist. America's favorite love story takes on a modern zeal with this A.J. Fernandez collaboration. Romeo San Andreas by Romeo y Julieta, crafted in Esteli, Nicaragua, is a contemporary take on the rich and robust profile of the Romeo by Romeo collection. This exceptional premium offering employs an aged San Andreas wrapper, considered one of the most flavorful leaves used in today's premium cigar market. 
handcrafted in Nicaragua by cigar master A.J. Fernandez. Full flavored, dressed in a stunning San Andreas wrapper. Rich in bold profile with notes of dark chocolate, spice, and licorice. And available in four sizes, Robusto, Toro, Pyramid, and Short Magnum. Competitively priced under $10. Romeo San Andreas by Romeo y Julieta. The Romeo y Julieta love story with a bold and modern twist. It's an exquisite day here at the Jensen Estate patio overlooking the 13th green. And we're underway. Jim Jensen has chosen his favorite stick. The Diamond Crown Number no. 4 by J.C. Newman. See the way he holds the cigar, Tom? Mm-hmm. Excellent balance and heft. Ooh, he's eyeing the silky Connecticut Shade Wrapper. Fermented twice for the smoothest, richest flavor. And hand-rolled by the Fuente family with a blend of six to seven distinct Dominican and Caribbean basin tobacco leaves. Each lovingly aged for at least five years. Oh, now Jensen's lining up the Diamond Crown. He's got a precision burn, Tom. Mm, Those highly complex flavors with hints of dark chocolate really deliver, Bill. Yes, like all cigars in J.C. Newman's premium diamond crown line. That'd be the highly rated Maximus and the Julius Caesar. Ah, now Jensen's settling in, rolling the rich smoke through his nose. Look at the satisfaction on his face, Bill. Oh, a thing of beauty, Tom. Experience the premium diamond crown brand by J.C. Newman at select retailers or diamond crown lounge near you. Find us on Facebook at J.C. Newman Cigar Co. or visit diamondcrown.com. I want to talk to you today about my friend Glenn Case from Christoph Cigars. I've known him for many years. Glenn is a very nice guy, one of the nicest guys in the industry. Always friendly, always happy. So when I heard his brand Christoph was pissed off, I was surprised. Christoph Cigars have always been known as smooth and rich, and the pissed off Christoph is just that. But there's something else happening here. A natural San Andreas wrapper, the binder, Indonesian, and the filler, Nicaraguan. And like Glenn Case, the cigar starts off sweet, but then it gets pissed off. And like Bruce Banner, you don't want to piss off Glenn Case about Kristoff cigars. Or do you? Expect some spins and a nicotine kick. Strap yourself in for a ride. Pissed off Kristoff is deceivingly strong. You've been warned. Sold in 10-count boxes, four sizes including Churchill, 6x60, Robusto, and Corona Gorda. The hottest new brand is the pissed-off Kristoff. Take it for a ride. Since 1964, Padron Cigars have had the same mission. With over 50 years spent to create a perfect cigar, and more than 100 years to create a perfect legacy, the Padron family understands the significance of time. Padron delivers only the finest handmade complex cigars with the flavor of the Cuban heritage, out of which the Padron recipe was born. The Padron mission is simple, exceptional quality of their cigars and not the quantity produced. As a vertically integrated family-owned company, personal attention to every detail is taken in all steps of the tobacco growing and cigar-making process. Padron Cigars, they give you, the cigar smoker, the confidence that each cigar is the same. Perfect. Padron Cigars, 
handcrafted since 1964. I want to tell you about my friend Hochi Blanco, a fourth-generation Dominican cigar maker known for growing tobacco and producing highly acclaimed cigars for other people. If some things stay the same, other things have to change. Finally, Hochi's factory, Tobacalera Palmer, has produced the cigar that not only belongs to the factory but pays homage to the cigar rolling room known as La Galera. The La Galera Connecticut blend is special, using an Ecuadorian Connecticut wrapper, surrounding a Dominican blend of Piloto Cubano, Criollo 98, and a varietal that Hochi named T112. With the exception of the wrapper, Hochi grows all of the La Galera tobaccos himself and carefully watches over every step. The flavor, smooth, but still offering plenty of flavor in all sizes, paying homage to the people and tools used in the factory. Now for the amazing part. La Galera Connecticut has a suggested retail price ranging from $4.95 to $6 and has been awarded the Cigar of the Year by the Cigar Authority. La Galera Connecticut, creating their own version of the Connecticut cigar because they demand more. What's going on? This is Robert Kelly from Medfit, Massachusetts, and you're listening to the Cigar Authority on the United Podcast Network. I hope they have me back. I think I swore too much. He did swear too Gee, much. You fucking thing. Yeah. <laughs> We're back. And with us, John Fozzi from Christoph Cigars and filling in for Mr. Jonathan is Mr. Sammy. Must I call you Mr. Sammy? No, Dave. You don't have to Mr. Me right now. All right. Jonathan demands respect. I just demand that people... Do you call, do you call him Mr. Jonathan? No, he's a family shithead. Or yeah. Bro. <laughs> okay. Can I call him shithead next week on the show? <laughs> uh, we're smoking the pissed off crystal. We're smoking the. Dave totally left that one alone. <laughs> yeah. We just, we're smoking the Christoph Connecticut Corona, but um, you guys make a brand called Christoph, pissed off Christoph, which is a more full bodied. It's not Maduro, though, is it Maduro? No, it's actually a San Andreas Natural. Okay. Uh, Pretty dark uh, for San Andreas, though, but uh, typically that's used for, for Maduro. Um, more full-bodied, I'd say much more full-bodied. I, I thought perfect for the firecracker. Um, so uh, tell us what we don't know because we give the information that we would like of the product and we wait for it to come in. We get no samples. We get no information. Uh, I'd love information. Do you have so anything? So would I. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I'd love to. I'd love to have some as well. Yeah. No, it. Uh, I did speak with Glenn this week. In fact, uh, the firecracker is already under production and okay. moving forward. Uh, that uh, three inch by fifty ring gauge size. Hey, do we have a picture to show? Yeah, you? we can. We, we can prove it. Yeah, there yeah. they are. That's uh, one of the samples that Glenn was smoking recently. Uh, he had the opportunity to sample one of the first batches that came through. He was in Dortmund in Germany for the Intertobac Festival, and while he was over there, I had the chance to give it a smoke, and all reports were positive. It's right. smoking great. So it's All right. So, so here we are in November, and this thing is coming out in the end of June, and you see production has already happened. These cigars are going to rest. Everything is done properly in advance. It's not a rush to uh, produce. This is a first that we might actually get him in. <laughs> Early. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It would be good. Well, we're talking about an American here, American cigar producer. Right. But he's uh, still dealing with a um, Central Latin America right. factory. And our, and, our, and our factory definitely works on the uh, the principle of tranquilo. Everything is nice and calm. Yeah, yeah. It, it happens when it happens. How can um, anything be not calm when you're smoking cigars? Well, this is true. Yeah. Suave, they say to me, which I understand that word. And, 
you know. Smooth. Right? Yeah, yeah, just calm down. You know, I'd go into a factory and I'd say, blah, 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 blah. suave, suave. <laughs> just relax and take it easy or something. Well, it's a factory, and I ordered all these things, and they, you know, stop bringing your American stuff over to, <laughs> right. to us. All right, <laughs> whatever. But uh, sometimes stuff gets missed. I mean, p- people's hundredth uh, anniversary come and go, and yeah. all kinds of things happen. There's a guy now. You had a hundred years to do it. What, what the hell happened here? It's- yeah, my friends at Aurora celebrating their hundred fifteenth anniversary. They got a cigar coming out. It's November. It's not coming out this year. Right, so it's going to come out in the 116th year for right. their 115th anniversary. You had 115 years to get this together. <laughs> yeah. Just missed it. And as Barry said, people are late for their own weddings and things, yeah. right? Yeah, in Miami, they tell people the wedding's a half hour earlier just so people will show up on time. Yeah. So they're late for their wedding, not the funeral. They're usually there for the <laughs> because they have no choice. No, no one's choice. ever late for their own funeral. Right. So, Sammy B., let's get to you. Sammy B is what you're known as. Yeah, that's, that's what, what we my call friends you. call me, yep. Uh, what's the B stand for? Uh, bastard. No, yeah. um, it's just uh, my, a lot of uh, construction people in my family, and that last name was used a lot and around this area. And if I'm going to run a construction business, I don't want that name associated because I don't know if it was good, if it was so, bad, if it was ups, downs. So this is the exact thing I, I wanted you to answer because Mr. Jonathan's Mr. Jonathan leaves the last name out, Sammy B. B., even explaining it to you, you will not say the name B. What is the thing of B, the B word that doesn't <laughs> want to be used? I understand if you, you were Sammy H. and your, middle, your last name was Hitler, and you'd say, just, it, it's Sammy H., but... Your last name? Uh, Barbo. So what's uh, wrong with that? Eh, Not much. Uh, You know, we have some some people that do movies that are Barbos. uh, B-rate horror flicks. Uh, Adrian. <laughs> Adrian. Um, yeah, is it a is is it a bad thing? I mean, you you have a negative no, feeling well, of just the- there's so many Barbos in the construction field in this New England area that uh, my uncle ran a construction business. My father worked for him, then opened his own construction business, and it was Barbo, Barbo, Barbo Builders, okay. Barbo Drywall, Barbo this, Barbo that. But maybe it's a good thing unless it's a bad reputation, which is unknown because I was just a child and and right. not even born during a lot of the. Come, All right. You know, those are back in the days when codes, insurance, none of that stuff was needed. All right. I figured something's up there. No. <laughs> just, it's always been held back. Even when you're explaining the, you use the word, the word the, B, and, and Jonathan doesn't even use B. It's Mr. Jonathan. And his wife doesn't use his, the last name either. Nope. It's like, what's nope. wrong with this name? And let's, you know, <laughs> there's something here. There's some bad thing that happened. Or uh, We were told never to use it. Never use it. Okay. <laughs> All right, they know something's going on. How do you feel that your brother's away dancing with men? It's not unusual. He dances with men. He's your older brother, right? He is my older brother, yeah. So you know him your whole life. And I do love him dearly. I wouldn't be where I am today without him, I'll I'll be honest. Uh, I respect him. I respect his opinion. Whenever I have a problem, I can give him a call. So Uh, there is one person. Yeah. Yeah. There is one. So you come to acceptance that he likes to do things with men. Lots of things. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah? What's the difference between you and him? Uh, you dance with women? <laughs> started dancing with women first, yeah. Um, the difference between me and him, uh, uh, I'm street smart, and he's book smart. Okay. That's, that's I think, the difference. And if you it, you should listen to him because there's something to that, and he should listen to you because there's something there. That's right. Right. So uh, that's I, a lot of people don't have both. 
That's what the problem ends nope. up being. And he can call me for all the stuff that he, you know, hey, this guy's picking on me. Can you beat him up for me? <laughs> Barry's a nice guy, though. Yeah. You don't want to beat him up. No, I can't. <laughs> yeah. no, no. Don't let Lee Barry alone. Okay. Jonathan Lee Barry alone, would you? There we go. I'm you telling go. you right you. now. Is this thing on? Yes, it is. Uh, did did, uh, did Mr. Jonathan start you smoking cigars? Uh, he did, um, but mostly because Grampy was a smoker yeah. and it was something to do with Gramps. Because Gramps like come on over to my house a little bit more than other people's houses. I let him smoke in the house. I didn't give him his recommended one drink a day. I gave him a bottle and said, you drink what you need to drink. You're... You're 90-something years old. I'm not going to hold your hand. I'm not going to wipe your ass. I'm not going to wash your back. You're going to... You like to drink things yourself. You like to drink all like hot and dirty or something like that? Uh, Rusty nail. Okay. Rusty nail. Yeah. Anything with scotch in it. Uh, Scotch and cigars. So we would... Now I I always have a bottle of scotch for my brother in my liquor cabinet. I'm a whiskey guy myself. Uh, But I'll drink his scotch when my whiskey's empty. Usually we open up the cabinet and there's a 20 or 40 bucks in there for us to buy him a bottle. I usually put that in my pocket. There we go. (laughs) Make him buy his own bottle next time he comes by. So uh, now you know where that money's been going, Mr. Jonathan. No, you love Grampy. That he talks about it all the time. You talk about your sister. You yep. guys get together. Yep. It's always about him. Uh, I, I had the honor to meet him. A it's few weird times. to have a grandfather that is. He's just so that was so down to earth. Yeah, you know, yeah, instead of going, guy. don't do this, don't do that. Why are you doing this? How come that is? When I was a kid, I wouldn't do that stuff. And and he'd give you a whole story about yeah. how when he was a kid and when he started smoking cigars at eight years old. And- <laughs> so what I saw this morning, I loved looking at it, uh, and I actually took a picture while you were doing it. You were having a cigar with your mother yes. over there. How beautiful that was. I do the same. I have a cigar with my mother every once in a while, nice. and, nice. and it, it's awesome. Uh, great. Uh, Dad doesn't smoke cigars, though. Uh, nope. He doesn't uh, drink any sugar, coffee, tea. He drinks hot water with lemon. Yeah. yeah, and I let him know those lemons didn't come from around here. Yeah, he still likes his lemons. Yeah, you, you you were up here with him. I said, "Come on, let's have a cigar together or something." No, 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 no. Living, He'll sit in the store here yeah. and shoot the crap with who? Yeah, talk but living clean, but living live clean, as clean as he can. Yeah. And, and and that's a little bit of Jonathan too. That he's uh, organic this and this and then making me broccoli and all that. Is that you? <laughs> I mean, uh, I uh, don't do preservatives. I don't do sugar. I don't do soda. Um, I drink my coffee black, as right. dark as possible. Again, I like dark cigars. I like dirty coffee. I like, yeah, I like it uh, dirty. With plenty of you know, My brother likes dirty men. I like dirty things. There we go. <laughs> and you're not far off from there. John, how did you start cigar smoking? Uh, I actually senior year in high school got accepted early admission into Bryant College, then Bryant University. Now, uh, good friend of mine at the time went out and bought a box of. Garcia Vega English Corona All tubes. Right. Sure. And that was his Christmas gift to me. Said Brown every, tube. Said every businessman's got a box of cigars on his desk. Here's your first. And that was it. So we were smoking. I was... Uh, Not 90s? Uh, 87. Ooh, okay. <laughs> wow, you're early on. Yeah. Okay. I was seven. <laughs> you know, you know, you know, so uh, you're, you're older than I thought you were. I actually have a birthday coming up in about 18 days. Yeah. Okay. I'll be, I'll be, thank you. I'll be uh, 48 this year. Oh, all right. So I haven't hit 50 yet. It's a little painful. Just get ready for that one. <laughs> that one hurt. I didn't um, I didn't mind the 40, but 50, ouch. Yeah. <laughs> that one stings a bit because you know you're over the hill at that point. It's, it's coming. 
You think you're going to stay in this industry? This, this I would like one? to. Yeah, I, I, I would like Me to. Too. You know, I uh, I enjoy it. I enjoy the the sociability of this industry. Yeah. It's, it's what's always kind of lured me into it. It's similar to the bar industry in that yeah. regards, um, but it's a much more relaxed environment than the bar industry yeah, was. The, by no drunks to deal with at the end of the night. Exactly. Well, depending on the store you're in, there might be a few. <laughs> uh, Rhode Island is part of my territory, and uh, unlike most of the parts of my territory, Rhode Island, pretty much every shop has a full liquor license. Mm. You know, there's a there's a handful that don't, um, but the majority of shops in Rhode Island do. So. So yeah, every so often there there is a drunk or two to to contend with. So you're at the you're at the pinnacle point right now from my years of experience of a rep hitting the road that never did that before. That once they pass the year mark, it's either burnout or this is what I'm going to do. Right, I'm okay with it because it it is. You know, I, all the people looking in there and say, oh, you just go around and you smoke cigars and there's no business end to it. And we know differently. We know differently that it's a lot of work and it's very grinding and hard. You're doing all in New England. How far up do you go? I actually cover all of New England. So Bangor, Maine's about my father's point okay. north on that side of the territory. But I also do all of New York. So I'm out as far all as of New York. Niagara Falls on the upstate side, mm-hmm. southwest corner, down to the boroughs, the city, Long Island. Oh, my goodness. So... so it, you're uh, on the road, you're staying in hotels, you're by yourself. Oh, yeah. So as glamorous as this sounds, not so glamorous, right? No, I, you know, it's it was uh, between August to August, my one-year uh, period, I put about 55,000 miles on my car. 55,000. Is that so something you can of, write off at, the, the company? Uh, the, the mileage I can. Yeah. yeah. So. so you're talking over 100,000 miles in, in two years, you're going to burn a car out. Probably right. every two years. So there's no leasing. There's no. None. No, definitely no yeah. leasing. Knock on wood at uh, the vehicle I do drive. I was lucky enough when I bought it uh, that it was a few years older to begin with. Oh, wow. Um, but only had 9,000 miles on oh, it. Oh, my. So for the first two or three years that I had the vehicle, it was just back and forth to the retail store. Nice and convenient. Short mileage. It's Rhode Island. Nothing's really far. <laughs> Front yeah. wheel drive. Yeah. And, uh, New England, you don't think all-wheel drive would be the way to go? Uh, when it starts snowing, business becomes a lot of phone calls. Gotcha. Yeah, do what you got to <laughs> do. Unless you're already on the road, that's when the phone, t- phone calls start taking over. All right, let's find out what's up in the cigar world with Barry Stein. It's time for What's, what's up? up in the Cigar World, brought to you by Recluse Cigars. You want to know what's up? Recluse Cigars is what's up. Voted the 2015 Cigar of the Year is the Recluse Amadeus Reserva Habano. Every Recluse cigar goes through eight, count them, eight fermentation cycles over the course of two full years. They are box-pressed and rolled N2-bar for a perfect draw every time. If you haven't done it yet, be sure to try a Recluse cigar today. And North Carolina cigar retailer Todd Johnson was elected to his state senate. The Republican won by almost twenty thousand votes. So I guess if we can't get the, you know, the, the politicians to vote for us, just become one. There we go. In Montana and South Dakota, tobacco tax increases were defeated as a ballot measure on election day, with fifty-five percent in both states saying they did not want additional nice tobacco taxes, wow. which is amazing because the vast majority are non-smokers, but yes. they think enough is enough, right? We've gone too far. That's what we're beginning to see. Yeah. And the Cigar Association of America has extended the term of Javier Estedes as its chairman for another year. CAA is a national trade organization that represents cigar manufacturers, importers, distributors, and major industry suppliers. 
According to a report released this week from Magnum Economics, who is based in Virginia, the pending FDA regulations, if implemented, will result in the loss of approximately 25,000 jobs. The report, which used the FDA's own cost estimates, states that 85 to 90 percent of domestic cigar manufacturers will go out of business. In addition, the loss of up to 50 percent of the cigars on the market will cost roughly 500 retail shops to close. And uh, this week saw the release of Crown Head Court Reserve 18 and the Serino Cigar Company Tayeno, both of which are available at twoguyscigars.com. And that's what's up in the cigar world. Uh, and we know we have a, I don't know if you brought it up last week, that it, that it showed up last week, is um, the new Fratello Inversa. Yeah, we mentioned that. That's uh, available at twoguyscigars.com. And he actually had a regional release this year. You know, he's based in the uh, Virginia area. Yeah, yeah. So he came out with a four-state regional release for the shops in his own backyard. Maryland, um, Virginia. D.C., Virginia. DC, yeah. Yeah. Yep. yeah. So we're going to have Omar DeFrias on uh, next week. We'll smoke his new cigar and we'll smoke uh, his Bianco. Uh, we'll bring the big man on and see what's going on with uh, Fratello Cigars. The following week, uh, we're going to release... Release the contenders for the cigar of the year. So uh, it's that time again, where uh, all the bloggers and all the magazines and everybody's talking what's the yeah. best cigars to come out. We do it in a, a contenders. We'll put out. Is it eight this year? Yeah, we whittle the list down to eight. Okay, so we got I think seven, eight, eight, eight. So eight different cigars uh, that came out this year, and we'll have those uh, cigars and tell you these will be the contenders. One of them will be the cigar of the year. We'll do that on November twenty fourth. In the following week, on November thirtieth, it's Winston Churchill's birthday. And we're doing an event here uh, with the folks from Davidoff and the Davidoff Winston Churchill. The following day, which is Saturday, we're bringing in Randolph Churchill. And he's the great-grandson of Winston Churchill and the head of the Winston Churchill Society. So we're going to have him on and we'll talk to him about uh, his great-grandfather and uh, all things Winston Churchill. So I'm looking forward to that uh, and maybe learning something about Winston Churchill. Amazing man. Um, So uh, that's great. Imagine doing a podcast about cigars and you got Winston Churchill's great grandson. That'd be on there. pretty neat. Pretty cool. So uh, that's what's going on there. Sammy B wanted a couple of minutes. He said before the uh, show started, he said, uh, "Can I get a few minutes to talk?" So those few minutes are right now. All right. So uh, a few days back, I was doing a, a remodel in a kitchen, and we're ripping up an 1850 house, post and beams, dusty. Blown insulation everywhere. It was pretty hectic. So we're sitting in full Tyvek suits, breathing apparatuses, and we're ripping the floor. Well, while we're ripping the floor, we're having a conversation through the mask. And I was talking about coming on to this podcast and filling in for Mr. Jonathan and cigars this and cigars that. And as I'm talking, I'm ripping up a piece of rosin paper. And underneath the rosin paper is some packing paper. And it says, cigars, handle with care. Imagine that. Imagine that happening. moment. I don't know, Ed, can we get a... Yeah, let's Let me do get this that. over here. There it is. So I just put them in a little thingy. So it said cigars handled with care. Now and that I, looks old, right? The, the, some newspapers that were on the floor underneath also were around 1932. Wow. So uh, American Express. I have a bill of lading from American Express, who was a uh, shipping company back in the wow. early 1800s into the 1900s. I think it makes sense, right? American Express. Express right. Mm-hmm. 1918, Postal I believe, Express, they opened their uh, sh- uh, 
credit card company, if you would. Yeah. They had so much money that didn't know what to do with it. They said, let's start lending well, it to people. Yeah. <laughs> and I had to research this myself. Uh, so I ended up peeling up a little bit slower, and uh, we found the original bill of lading, the receipt for the prepaid package that uh, Mr. G.W. Barbour from Hampton, Almost Barbour. Almost. That was pretty yeah. close. Yeah. Uh, 2.79 pounds of freight weight. And it was cigars, probably. It was cigars. Well, here's wow. the other wrapping paper I found. Uh, Boston Cooperative Associates. Uh, I guess that would be Associates. Association? It says ass end, so Ash- I don't know what that is. With the uh, end, it would be Association. End. Association, okay. Uh, Boston Cigar Manufacturer, if I could, that lower one there. Yeah. Boston, Massachusetts. On the map, cigars. I just thought it was a cool little story. And, uh, not, and not a cigar in the bunch, though. There wasn't no, I didn't find the cigar. He should have put all. one cigar in there at least, but he probably <laughs> said, I'm not leaving this. Little time capsule. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, 1932 were the newspapers around this, and I found this man passed away in 1933. So about a year later from when the floor was installed, I can only imagine he passed on. Uh, some other people bought his house and hired a general contractor. That general contractor hired me to come in and do the deconstruction and, and uh, get it prepped for a brand new kitchen. So you find lots of stuff like that? I do. And this is actually going back to that homeowner. I'm going to put a little write-up of everything I can find about GW Barbour. I'm actually going to pay for uh, one of those sites there that look up your the nationality. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. History and, and give them a little write-up, put it in a little frame. And they said they've been collecting little knickknacks. And I haven't yet to tell them I found this, but I'm hoping to Very present cool. that to them when the job is finished. Very cool. By the way, the chat room is commenting that you have the same exact matter, mat, mannerisms as Jonathan. Where do you think he got him from? <laughs> He's older than you. That's, you got him from him. I was his little big brother. Yeah? Ask, ask my mom. All right. She's yeah, right she's there. shaking her head yes. <laughs> so when he was getting his ass kicked, you were the guy there. I, I very rarely let him get his ass okay. kicked, um, but I did throw a few punches for him back in grammar school days. Yeah, you're tougher than him? Look at you think? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> He's dancing with men today. I, sh- I shaved the other. I shaved this morning. There we go. <laughs> full beard, full beard. He's a man's man. All right, it's uh, ding ding. It's time for the matchup of the week. Brought to you by VS. VS means versus, but it stands for Victor Sinclair Cigars. Who would win this hypothetical battle? And today, live without the internet versus live without AC and heating. So you have no internet connection? Easily. No problem? No problem. But you wouldn't be able to look that stuff up? I would go to the local library. Really? Uh, That's how I learned how to look stuff up to begin with. That's how we did it in school. You used to get the microfilm. Yeah. I remember doing all that stuff, and I see the libraries are still there. I'm waiting for them to shut down. I mean, what a a waste of real estate. Yeah, you don't even need books anymore. You just put them on the My father did his whole family tree without the internet, and he did it at libraries. Yeah? Yep. You remember that thing they called encyclopedias? Yeah. You don't see but, much of that. Anymore. Well, they don't. Do they make them anymore? I, why would you? I think when you go to the library, there's probably a computer that you go into the internet. Yeah. Get the, yeah? yeah. There is. Five years ago, Kingston, New Hampshire put a $2.2 million library up. How crazy, right? Right at the peak of internet access. They threw a library in, and I've yet to see cars in the parking lot. Uh, Mr. Jonathan said you were going to go the other way around because he says he can live without air conditioning because you don't have air conditioning. I uh, I own some air conditioners, but I very rarely put them in the window. 
Very rarely. Mm. I'd rather a uh, small electronic fan in a window sucking cool air up out of the basement. It's uh, more natural, and you don't get... Uh, I've had pneumonia in the middle of the summer from working at a retail store where I had to be outside and inside, and you go outside, start sweating, and you go inside, and you're in the freezing cold. Mm. And I got pneumonia it, in the middle of the summer. It wasn't this store. No, it was a right. real retail. Real retail store. <laughs> John Fosby, what do you think? Uh, you know... Not having the internet would definitely make doing business a lot more difficult. You know, everything we do, we do electronically. Yeah. Um, but if I had to give one or the other up, uh, I like to be warm in the winter, and it gets a little cold up it here does. in New England. So, uh, yeah, I, I'd find ways to make do without the internet. All right. I'd like to give up the internet for a year, but I couldn't give it up for a lifetime. Try Lent first. Like, yeah. But, but you, know, you give up heat and air conditioning? You're a big guy. Can you give up air conditioning? Yeah. I love air conditioning. Up here, I love it when it's summer. I mean, compared to you do. Miami, we, which, is, which is very odd. I'm the only fat guy who loves the heat. Yeah, yeah. It's so. weird. Ed Sullivan. So, just I lose the internet, not everybody. You lose the internet. Mm, that makes it tough. If everyone lost it, I'm good. Yeah. But <laughs> you're, you're running against any competition. I'm still going to have to dump the internet. You know, you and I had a whole life. Right. Before. Without it. Yeah, we, we know what it is. And it wasn't bad. It wasn't bad. No. It was different, but not bad. So the internet's gone. The world was better without internet. People actually spoke to each other. Well, that's why I wanted everyone yeah. to lose yeah. it. Wouldn't it be great to be able to give it up for Lent or something? 40 days of not dealing with a computer or something. But you can't. In business, you're screwed. You yeah. know? I'd be well, out of a job. forward all your phone calls on your cell phone to a landline. Is your phone the internet? No, but it's pretty much right there. Yeah, you'd have to Google's lose, on my home screen. You'd have to lose texting. You could still talk on the phone. I would. Yeah, because yeah. a phone's a phone, right? Yeah. Interesting. Interesting. It'd be t- tough give up anyway. Uh, John Fozzie, where can cigar smokers find you in your territory? You go to the stores. They listen to the show. I'd like to meet that guy. Do you have a regular route, or do you just go where I, you go? I. Pretty much go where I go uh, based on what I have set up for events and, and what's going up. Uh, I do see the entire territory, like I said earlier, on yeah. about a six to ten week cycle, just depending on weather and, and where events take me. Uh, so Yeah, I think you said Monday you're going to be in Syracuse in New York, and on yeah. Wednesday you're going to be Wednesday in Wednesday I'll be back in Bangor, yeah. It, uh, wow. I, I really screwed up my travel schedule this week, <laughs> but uh, it... Uh, so if they it see happens. a Christoph event anywhere in New England or New York, you're the guy that's going to be there. So find find you. That'll be me. Yep. And uh, shake his hand. He's a good man. And uh, tell him you heard him on the Cigar Authority, will you? Uh, final thoughts here on the Christoph Connecticut Corona. Smooth, buttery. Still get a little bit of that pound cake. It's I'm past pound cake. It's great. Is it amazing that we've done, we lit this up right away. We're an hour into the show, and there's still plenty left. Yeah. So it's a slow, slow burner. You find that, Ed Sullivan? I do. You know, sometimes, and it's very variable amongst the small cigars. Some of them are quick. And a cigar like this, though, you get easily, even if you're a fast smoker, 45 minutes, but more like an hour for the rate I smoke. I notice, Ed, your band is off already, and yours I just took it off. When, what's, I mean, my brother likes to smoke them till it's pretty much melting the 
the glue that holds kiss them the together. band. He likes to kiss the kiss band. Kiss the band. That's what it's called. Yeah. Well, I'm in a band, Mr. Jonathan. You kiss me, and it is. <laughs> you do why? Uh, we're going to get to you in, in the yeah, next hour anyway. But let's you do talk it. About this guy. He does a lot of stuff. Well, he's all done. That's it. We're going to go to break. <laughs> John Fozzi, thank you so thank much you, for Dave. coming on. Thanks pleasure. for everything. Congratulations on the first year. Thank you. When we come back, we're going to find out something about that Mr. Jonathan doesn't want anything anybody to know about from his real brother. We're going to we're going to get some information. You're going to want to hear this. We're live from the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe, and you're listening to The Cigar Authority on the United Podcast Network. Stepping into the aging room has a new meaning in aging room cigars, as Rafael Nodal has traveled to Spain, where the idea for aging room Solera was born. The Solera method of aging has been used for centuries in the making of wine, sherry, brandy, and rum. The method mixes different vintages, allowing them to age together. For Aging Room Solara, Rafael takes several tobacco vintages and puts them in bales, where they age together for another 12 to 18 months. This allows the tobaccos to marry for a longer period of time. At the end of the aging process, Aging Room Solara becomes a balanced and complex cigar with a fantastic price point. Aging Room Solera, it will have you calling for an encore. In a time where humidors are overflowing and retailers' shelves are on the verge of buckling, there is one brand that stands out amongst the rest. Sereno Cigar Company offers four distinct blends. The Connecticut, the Medio, Maduro, and Maduro XX, all aged to perfection. Crafted at the La Corona Cigar Factory in Esteli, Nicaragua, each artfully crafted blend comes to life by the experienced hands of master blender Omar Gonzalez Aleman and industry veteran Anthony Sereno. To create this masterpiece, a combination of hand-selected filler tobaccos from the fertile soils of Esteli and Jalapa are aged for over five years and then draped with a luxurious wrapper leaf to bring you an endlessly complex and majestic experience. A post-roll aging process of two additional years allows the blend to marry, creating unmistakable and ever-changing tasting notes that tantalize the palate, leaving you anticipating each and every drop. Visit SerenoCigars.com for a list of retailers, and you can always find Sereno Cigars available online at twoguyscigars.com. Sereno, a majestic cigar aged to perfection. You've heard us talking before about the best cigar magazine in the world, Cigar Journal. You want to know what makes Cigar Journal the best cigar magazine? Cigar Journal covers every angle of the cigar world, from exclusive stories and features, insightful interviews with industry power players, detailed cigar reviews, and of course, all the latest news and reports surrounding premium cigars. We're telling you, you will be impressed. Cigar Journal has stunning images, explanations of Cigar Science Basics, this is the magazine for any cigar enthusiast, or better yet, passionado. Cigar Journal covers cigars in the U.S. and around the world and is printed right here in the USA. You owe it to yourself to discover the world's best cigar magazine, Cigar Journal. Available at your local cigar retailer and on the web at their new website, CigarJournal.com. That's CigarJournal.com. You're listening to The Cigar Authority on the United Podcast Network. Let me tell you a little bit about the Rocky Patel 15th Anniversary Cigar, or what they call the Three-Peat. Crafted in Rocky's boutique Nicaraguan factory, the 15th anniversary was released in 2010 to commemorate Rocky Patel's 15th year in the cigar industry, and it impressed right out of the gate. 
The Robusto and the Torpedo both scored 93 points in Cigar Aficionado, while the Toro and Corona Gorda both notched 92 points. The Rocky Patel 15th Anniversary is a robust cigar with notes of toasted spice, roasted coffee, and almonds. Rocky Patel himself has referred to his 15th anniversary as the Decade on Steroids. The 15th anniversary has also been named to Cigar Aficionado's Top 25 Cigars of the Year list on three separate occasions. Rocky's only brand to accomplish the three-peat. Rocky Patel's 15th anniversary. Rocky Patel's 15th anniversary. Rocky Patel's 15th anniversary. The La Galera Habano uses a classic wrapper on a staple cigar for a classy company. Hi there, this is David Garofalo of the Cigar Authority, and I want, no, no, I need to tell you about La Galera Habano. The La Galera Habano is an authentic cigar elaborated with the hands of the best cigar rollers of Tabacalera Palma in the Dominican Republic. Blended around an outstanding, flavorful Ecuadorian Habano wrapper, the Dominican-grown Corojo binder, and the filler made up of Peloto Cubano, Criollo 98, and Peloto Oro, creating a medium to full-bodied, attractively consistent, and aromatic smoke that envies no other. I love this cigar. Have you tried La Galera Habano yet? Well, what are you waiting for? Available at Better Cigar Shops worldwide is La Galera Habano. The wait is over. La Galera Habano. Justo and his father, Julio Eiroa, are continuing the tradition of growing authentic Corojo and now bring you Aladino. Aladino is a true old-fashioned cigar, pure authentic Corojo grown in the Eiroa Tobacco Farms in Honduras from the original Cuban seed of Corojo. An Aladino cigar represents the golden era of cigars in Cuba, and after one light, this old-school smoke will bring you back. Aladino cigars come from JRE Tobacco, a family-centered company who manage all aspects of cigar growing and manufacturing. This crop-to-shop operation is fully committed to providing you with quality and satisfaction. The premier Corojo grower in the entire cigar industry is Julio Eiroa, a tobacco grower and master cigar blender who personally guarantees that Aladino will provide you the opportunity to enjoy the true authentic Corojo taste. Take this journey and be part of history in a cigar smoking experience like no other. Aladino. This is Nelson Lafronso from Selected Tobacco, the company who made and manufactured Atabay, Byron, and Bandolet. You are listening to the Cigar Authority on the United Podcast Network. And we are back with our number two broadcasting live from the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe. This is the No Mr. Jonathan edition of the Cigar Authority, typically the most listened to episode of the year. With us is Sammy B, and he's got a song for us. We'll get to that in just a minute. Welcome back, everybody. Uh, I'll say something about this cigar. You're talking about a Connecticut cigar with a lot of flavor and a long finish, nice. meaning after I'm done smoking it, I blow the smoke out. I'm talking, I still can taste it for a long period of time instead of dissipating and yep. it's f forgotten about. So I if you like that kind of thing, it's a, this is be where the long finishes on a cigar. A good example of that. So uh, we'll pass the next cigar out. Um, 
This is a little thicker. This is a little bigger. Um, this is my gauge right here. This is it. All right. <coughs> Let's see and uh, learn a little about it. Barry, tell us about this cigar. Well, today's second cigar is the 724 WK, WK series, and it's manufactured in Honduras at Reyes Cubana for 724. The size is a 5x50 Robusto, and it features an Ecuadorian Connecticut wrapper, Honduran binder, and fillers from Honduras and Nicaragua. A single cigar will set you back $9.19, while a box of 20 is $161.99, which is a savings of almost $22, or 12%, off the box price at TwoGuysCigars.com. If you're too far away from a brick-and-mortar retailer that carries it, try TwoGuysCigars.com. That's the number two, GuysCigars.com. Reyes Cubanos makes this. Reyes Cubanos, All yeah. Right. And All it was right. originally made here in Manchester, New Hampshire, right. back in the day. What a history on this yeah, cigar. That's unbelievable. The building that it's made in still has 724 Cigar Factory written across the top yeah. of the building. It's fading out. But fading it's, away, but it's yeah, still there. It's still there. Still there. So this is part of history, especially of the people up here in New Hampshire, New England. Uh, 724, at one time, the biggest selling cigar in the world, I believe. Um, so this is it's a pretty uh, big cigar. So what was the size of this? This is a five by fifty robusto. This is a fifty, huh? Hmm. It does yeah. seem a little bigger than a fifty. Does not? Does it not? Uh, Ed Sullivan? It does. I would have guessed fifty-two. Anyway, maybe fifty-four. Sure, the size. Uh, I pulled it from our website, which is entered from by the esteemed Ed Santa Maria. Hmm. Uh, unfortunately, it's not on Seven Twenty Four's website. Okay. So I'm going right. to go with 5x50. All right, we're going to go with 5x50 right now, but it, do, it does look a little beefier than that. You want me to go get a tape? Not, not right now. <laughs> so uh, let's give it a cut and light and see what it's all about. It's time to cut our cigar. The official cutting brought to you by Perdomo Cigars. Perdomo is the brand, while all other brands were raising prices, Perdomo cut out the federal S-chip tax and actually lowered them. Perdomo Cigars, they stand for quality, tradition, and excellence. excellence. And today we are lighting our cigar. With the Vertigo Commissioner. The Vertigo Commissioner features two jets, single action, has a bullet punch on the bottom. I know some people that like the bullet punch. And as always, it's patented big-ass tank. Super big. Holds a lot of fluid. That's what you want. That's right. The Vertigo Commissioner retails for the low price of $29.99. That's the Vertigo Commissioner. There we go. Nice commercial right there. So, Barry, any flavors here with the dry taste before you light it? <laughs> Cashews. Mmm. Barry Stein. Well, now that I have a little burnt taste in it. Yeah, because <laughs> you, you touched it. Just because we can, before you light a cigar... We try to use all our senses to try the cigar before. So one thing you do is taste the, smell the body of the cigar. Very light. And then the inside, in the foot of the cigar that's opened up. little butter pecan on the foot. Mm. Yeah, there's a little sweetness to yeah. it that I don't usually get from a Connecticut Ecuador, Connecticut? Ecuadorian, Connecticut, yeah. correct. And the chat room is saying they like Sammy better than Jonathan. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So this smart. is happening. This is Wicked happening. smart. Wicked smart. He's from here, too. Does he have the New England accent, too? Mr. Jonathan? You. Oh, me? New England? Yeah, you have yeah. it more than your brother. I throw in a little extra Boston in there every once in a while. On, on purpose, yeah? Yeah, my drummer's from Southie. My wife's from Southie. 
So you you are a musician. We're going to get into all the things you do, but uh, one of the things you do is you're a musician. Not right. only are you a contractor and all that, but you're off time. Uh, you play instruments or you play an instrument? I try to play all instruments that... Uh it's like sitting down and smoking a cigar. I could sit down and play the guitar. I could sit down and fiddle with my piano, which I'm really not any good at. But so we're talking music, not the instruments Jonathan plays with. Right, right. So Flutes no no flute. No, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't even own a flute. No, I believe I, that. I have a trombone. I, I only play it once in a while. Do you have I a wish, tuba? Uh, on my keyboard. Nice. Self-taught or you learn? learn I am self-taught. I did take... A lesson or two when I was a kid, but uh, my father was a little too busy to bring me down through the ghetto to drop me off to play the guitar, and I didn't want to take my mother's nice guitar through the areas we lived in to walk down as an eight-year-old, so I eventually didn't take lessons anymore. You were at the Cigar Ninja event, right? I was at the Cigar Ninja event. Jason Land, what a man. Let me tell you, I actually decided to take his lessons. Awesome. I started at lesson one. Even though I consider myself a well-groomed musician, I can play almost any kind of song. Uh, I write music, I write (coughs) lyrics, I write stories, poetry, Uh, but starting at like you never picked up a guitar. It's like a whole new, like having you explain how to smell the cigar. And even though I've, I know all this, I've yeah. done this before. I, I, I'm, I want to like this thing, get this yeah. thing going. Uh, but guitarninjas.com, great place to, to learn guitar. Even from a seasoned musician standpoint, even though I have to sit way back and he's teaching you how to hold your fingers, what notes you're pushing, and he counts and he does all the lesson with you. It is, it amazes me. You're uh, picking up stuff even instantly, know, yeah. instantly, instantly. And and what's he, he? Hey, if you want to pause the video and practice this a little bit, when you come back, I'll still be here. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> and uh, he's willing to talk to you on uh, Skype, and and uh, we've been uh, like it's have like having a pen pal now. We email each other. Hey, I just did this. Check this out. I sent him the uh, song that I'm going to be playing. All in right. A while. So, so we're going to do that. So you made you made a song for. I haven't heard it yet, but you made a song for the Cigar Authority. Yeah, a little bit of a jingle. It's a, about 52 seconds long, and I wrote uh, all of the melodies, the rhythm section, the drum beats, the trombone. Uh, Is there a band playing? Are you doing? You're no, I did on? each individual track by myself. From the beginning to the end, a lot of people will play a couple things and they'll cut and paste because it repeats. Yeah. But I continue to play each instrument, <laughs> tuba, which was on the keyboard, trumpet, uh, saxophone I have in there. Wow. I played the bass guitar and I did all the vocal tracks with no auto-tune, I must say. The high-pitched stuff you're going to hear, that's me in the background. Uh, it was actually difficult to hit the tenor notes. and. Have you done this before? You've done jingles? Uh, not a jingle, but I write I write all my own music. All I right. have 50 or 60 songs that uh, myself. Let me tell you, and- if, if jingles can be uh, a valuable thing. People are always looking for jingles. It's a, it's a business in itself. Yep. So let's hear if it's any good, and be prepared because we're going to give yeah, you a please, the- if you, if you want to let me know if it sucks or if it's any good, if maybe these guys want to use it as a, a uh, jingle. Don't worry. I'll let you know if it's yeah, not. All right. So let's well, hear it, Ed yeah. Sullivan. Well, I think, you know, first we need... Ah. A little bit of trauma. Here it comes. It's the Cigar Authority. You'll get your information here. 
No, I liked it. I, I liked now, it. Now, here's the thing, Barry, because uh, Jonathan gave this to me, and I did a little bit of magic compression, and stuff, but this was stuck in my head all day. <laughs> it reminds me of something, right? It's something. Nails on a chalkboard. Oh. <laughs> you couldn't do better. No, I couldn't. No, all right. So, I think Barry has it out for the whole family. <laughs> We, we have a, another jingle somebody else did for us years ago that we have sitting out there, too. Wouldn't it be nice to get a whole bunch of people, a contest or something of that? But try and beat that. I mean, that was good. Thank That's you. fun. My wife is uh, probably singing it right now, stuck in her head. She, so who was doing the high-pitched uh, background vocals? Was that, that was Jonathan? That was me. Uh, see, my, yeah. my bet was Jonathan. No. <laughs> Jonathan Do, Doing background sing. vocals for your to yourself. Sure. <laughs> I'd love to sit in on how, how much time you spend on that. Um, the original writing Not took enough. a few months to write the <laughs> wow. melody. Wow. Um, I was working on it for a while, but it kind of had a... Uh, Bare necessities. Yeah, okay, that's what it is. Um, it's actually so I, not bad, but Jonathan's not here to pick on, so I had to pick on somebody. <laughs> <All right. laughs> uh, I like it. It has they a actually- little uh, uh, outcast, if you listen really close. Um, and these are just influences that I drew off of to to write it. I wanted it to, didn't want to play a rock guitar. I play the rock guitar all the time. So I went with a jazz and then a little bit of a foxtrot drum beat that I... I mixed together myself very using my interesting. keyboard. Thank you. It's very awesome. Very awesome. Um, so what do, does Sammy B do? Really, what doesn't Sammy B do? Because I'll tell you, band uh, has a band, and they, and they play. I've never had the, the uh, opportunity to go see you. I will. I want, I want to uh, because your drummer's fantastic, too. He showed up here with a little toy drum kit. That was a lot of fun. Uh, and I, I went and saw a little of you at a 4th of July party yep. that you guys were there. Um, construction, and I'll tell a brief story of <laughs> while the construction was going on, I went to a bakery. Uh, actually directly across the street because it was uh, a few days before Easter and I wanted it. No, it was a few days before our eighth anniversary. Right. right? And you wanted a cake, so you went to a bakery. Right. So You shouldn't do that. But it was right before Easter. Yep. And, and a neighbor on top. Right. And so I wanted something special, which was I wanted two round cakes mushed together, making the letter eight. Nothing major. Those two round cakes mushed together saying the number eight and saying happy eighth anniversary to the cigar authority and uh you were here doing construction work and i said i'm running across the street go get a cake for for this saturday so i run across the street to get it and i go see them and they said um yeah no special orders because uh east is coming up and we're gonna get busy and i look around i'm the only one in the place (laughs) and i said okay i just want to get two of those round cakes mush them together and with your little uh 
pen thing you put the, the little funnel with the yeah. frosting yeah. put on happy eighth anniversary to the cigar authority she said well that's a special order i said no no i don't want you to order anything those two cakes that i'm looking at right there are for yeah. sale are those for sale yeah mush them two together and just put happy thing no nope, we're not going to do that i said you're really not going to sell me those two cakes and she said no and I said, wow. And it's just me and her standing there. And, you know, an awkward 10 seconds go by of me just staring at her and her holding her ground. And I said, okay. They're still in business? They're still in business. So I come across the street and he says, wow, that was quick. And I said, they wouldn't sell it to me. He said, what do you mean they wouldn't sell you? It's a bakery. They wouldn't sell you cake. I said, no. He says, we do cakes. And I go, what do you mean we do cakes? He said, we do cakes. I said, you do a band, you got construction, and you do cakes. He said, we do cakes. What do you want? I said, two round cakes, blah, blah, blah. He said, when do you want them? I said, Saturday morning. He said, we deliver two. And I said, okay. And Saturday morning, there's two cakes. It was delicious. Thank you. It was homemade. Good cake. Homemade cake. See, it makes total sense to me. It's the whole package. You redo your house. You're going to have a celebratory party. You hire the band. And the band bakes the cake. Wow. <laughs> it makes the cake. And they'll set up for the thing. Now, so you see the studio, how beautiful the studio is. People come in and say, oh, my God, the studio. You built it. I had a hand in it. Yes, sir. Hand in it. You did everything. <laughs> he painted the ceiling. He painted. He repainted. <laughs> The paint. We had a painter come in yeah. and repainted the paint. Bobby Kelly was just blown away last week when he it's came beautiful. in here. He couldn't believe it. It's beautiful. And the stage is holding up. This has been here for... Yeah, we got Barry like, on yeah, the stage. Yeah, holding up a lot of weight. <laughs> you know? Everything is on there. I mean, the, the stage you put years before years that, before, you yeah. did. And it's then, holding yeah. a 700 and something pound desk. Oh, I thought he was going to say a co-host. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not Mr. Jonathan. No, no. All right, it's time for the Don Raphael Offer of the Day. It's the Don Raphael Offer of the Day brought to you by Don Raphael Cigars. Who else? Everyone has a price. Would you do this? And if so, for how much? $10. Oh, not much. Not much. Let someone... Nope, this is going to be interesting to you because I hear about you. Let someone ash in your drink and then drink the whole thing. And I say this because I understand you are the culprit of doing this to people. Uh, no. When I say people, it's Mr. John. Mr. John. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he started it. He has this little, <laughs> little, uh, little game we call hashtag. And uh, you're smoking your cigar and you're having a good time. And we usually, you know, sit back and enjoy a nice smoke. Usually he brings them to me because I have a nice humidor with some good stuff, but he doesn't like all the stuff I smoke. And, I don't get to buy some of the cigars that he likes to smoke. They're a little out of my blue-collar price range. But uh, he just yells hashtag and then slams his cigar. And from across the room, he could hit you, sir, from here. (laughs) And get you right where he wants it. And uh, so now we find newer ways to hashtag. And one of them was in my scotch. You realize I'm so tempted now to hashtag him. It just... I know I could take Jonathan. I don't think I could take him. <laughs> so I'm hesitant. No, I'd be, but, I'd be uh, careful. So rule is, well, however the hashtag comes, you got to take it. And it happened to be in a drink. And so I just drank it all the way down. And next time, uh, the whole cigar butt was in there. Ah. Uh, so I have yet to get him in a drink. I don't. I think I may have got him once. But, yeah. Uh, but I, you- gave, I gave him a cigar butt in his gas tank. Yeah? Yeah. That was that was to get him back for the drink. All right. So you know, a week later, you he hit him. He's going to hit you back harder, right? Oh yeah. oh yeah. I'm just waiting. He's uh, going to be visiting my sister, and he's got a surprise coming. Let me tell you. <laughs> there we go. 
Would you drink it? You, I, I've done it by accident. And, so you, and drank it anyway. Sure, I'll get the 10 bucks. I've done it. Yeah. You know, I, I have a habit of resting the cigar <coughs> on, on, a, on a drink, a cup of coffee or whatever it is, and it's fell and gone in, and I put it down and wiped the cigar off and try to get that dry to go, <laughs> and then I'm looking at the cup of coffee or something, and I drink that too. I'm going to be wow. honest with you. Well, you paid for the cigar. You paid for the coffee. Why? It's not going to kill you, right? No. You can, you can eat the ashes. It's fine. I had actually a customer many, many years ago that his ashes were laying on the counter or something, and the manager of that store, this was East Boston many years ago, and the ashes were on the counter, and he says, hey, you put your ashes on the counter. And he says, my ashes aren't on the counter. I eat the ashes. And I said, what the hell does that mean? <laughs> and he says, I eat them. And he ashed it in his own mouth and ate it. Huh. True story. I know someone that used wow. to put spiders in between two pieces of bread and really just to anybody I know. Uh, I don't think so. No. All right. Wow. All right. So that's the Don Raphael offer today. We'd all do it. Ed Sullivan, I I oh, do it. No. 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 So you, you're a no. I wouldn't do it for a thousand bucks. And ash falls into something you're eating or drinking. It's over. Yeah. Really. Sure. Oh, it's nothing. It's ash like it would be anything burnt, a burnt end of a, a piece of meat. Hey, grass grows really good after you've burned the whole place right. down, and then you get brand new, fresh grass. Right, but I'm not trying to grow grass in my stomach. And, and ash falls inside a drink or something. You're not drinking it. No. No, I, I mean, I've done it by mistake. <laughs> and didn't know? Well, yeah, I mean, back in the olden days, you know, with the cans of beer and everyone smoking cigarettes, it was inevitable that somebody's dumping a cigarette in your beer. So you well, That's a whole different kind yeah. of ash. Yeah, that's not good ash. That's bad no, ash. right. No, so I guess not, there is some ash that's not good. I don't, I don't think it's a big deal. I'm <laughs> not flicking an ash in my mouth or anything like that, but if it little fell inside my drink, I Oh, Mr. Know. Jonathan will get a good-sized ash, so he pretty much fill your cup. Yeah, that's when he when he did it. It was a full cup of ash. He waits till it's this much scotch left in your drink, a little bit, a little tiny and bit, then yeah. it's just all ash. It's audio. You gotta actually say, uh, just <laughs> heads up. What are they? Two fingers? <laughs> yeah, two fingers. <laughs> Where we go? It's a couple inches. So also, I hear you are an artist. Um, which kind of artist? Drawing. Drawing. Yeah, I've I've dabbled in some drawing. What kind I, of artist I, is there? Con. Yeah, there's, there's, there's Mr. There Jonathan. Uh, he's a con artist <laughs> of of sorts. So you paint, um, paint, paint well, drawings. I mean, you paint a building, but you can also building. paint a picture. I'm uh, more so with like colored pencils. I would say okay. Paint is is a takes a finesse and time and uh, one of those easels and uh, it's too much work for did me. Did you Did you happen to go by the two guys smoke shop in Nashville and see the painting of Not the building? Not yet, but it is no? on my list of things to do. Yeah, yeah. you got to check it out. It's, I will. It's very different. I was uh, actually at the lawyer's <laughs> office this week. Um, somebody didn't like it, so I'm going to have to deal with that. <laughs> of who, who has but the right to that, that do person, that? I own the friggin' building. That person a, doesn't like anything. Let's no, be whatever, fair. whatever. Yeah. So there's always, always something going on in my life. <laughs> so tell us something about Mr. Jonathan that we don't know and that he doesn't want us to know. Hmm. Where shall I start? Um, how about grammar school? Okay. Uh, everybody knows Mr. Jonathan's into dancing. 
um, with men, without men, whatever you want to say, Barry, it's cool. Yeah. Um, so uh, when we were kids, we went to a private school. I don't know how my parents afforded that, but they did. And they had, you know, after school curricular activities, you know, like uh, soccer and uh, track and t-ball and uh, jump rope. They had jump roping. Mm-hmm. Jump roping back then was a big thing. The uh, double dutch double thing? Double dutch. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jonathan chose ballet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. See, now that's gold. It's gold. I wasn't into the ballet thing. Yeah, match no. tagging my own notes. It, it, it's gold, but it's not all that surprising. No, he was a tiny dancer. <laughs> Did he have a tutu or anything? Is there, is there photos of this? Uh, he had a full-figure leotard. Is there, is there photographs? Is there something? I'm pretty he, sure there's video, photographs. Really? Video? Uh, yeah. Oh, Ma's putting her head up and down. Video. <laughs> that, that would be a wonderful Christmas so, gift to me. <laughs> <laughs> and our audience. Yes. <laughs> So like a dance recital, huh? Uh, yeah, he's put on many dance recitals. Nice. Uh, I believe ballet. Yeah. Oh my god! I don't know if he did the tutus. I know he learned a lot of stuff. He learned uh, the first position, second position, third position, <laughs> missionary position. Barry, yeah. you know that. <laughs> I hear there's a few positions all. he's quite good yeah. at. Oh my goodness gracious! Well, that's gold. I couldn't ask for anything better. I don't think. I don't, I don't know what I was looking for, but. That's gold right there. Gold, Jerry. I don't know if Mr. Jonathan's listening to this or he's listening on his plane ride back next week. He definitely said he'll be listening. Not necessarily. I think he's doing an event right now. Uh, Right after the event, he's going to have a listen. And I'm sure This is going to leave a mark. Let me tell you. This is going to be painful. This is awesome. And we have Omar DeFrias on next week, which... uh, (laughs) Who's not a tiny dancer. Right. Just the opposite. So we'll have to bring this up for sure. That's that's cool. Thank you for that. Hey, you're welcome. All right. So Anything so I can do to help. Give us some uh, early thoughts on the 724 WK Robusto. That's what we're smoking here. Uh, another cigar going pretty slow. We're a half hour into this yeah, thing. It's very smooth. It's more traditional flavor profile. You know, you got a little bit of cedar. Um, there is a hint, there's a hint of pecans. And on the retrohale, um, sunflower seeds. Okay. So you know what a retrohale is? Um, the smell of it after you blow it out? No. So you're going to blow it through your nose. Every time I do that, I almost throw up. My brother tried <laughs> showing me that. They are related. Couldn't, couldn't get it to come out my nose. You got to do it slow. Shush. Explain to him how to do it. So what you're going to do is you're going to take a drawer of a cigar, and you're going to hold it in your mouth. You're not going to inhale it, but instead of exhaling through your mouth, you're going to breathe through your nose. So something like this. Like like hold, a dragon, and you hold your tongue to the roof of your mouth to do this, right? No, I don't. I don't. No, but people have said it makes it easier. I get nothing, <laughs> and it definitely enhances what you get from the cigar because you're going to get another. You get more um, taste buds receptacles that are up there, but it's t- tough to do. I don't like to do it. I, I like can to do it, but I don't puff like to it, get us and and come in into the the cloud of smoke, and you get a whole nother aroma, yeah. a whole nother. And it makes you smell like cigars afterwards. My yeah. wife loves it when I come home from the cigar store. She's she like, likes oh, it. You smell like a good cigar. Nice. Mm. Nice. You have yeah. my permission to marry her. You already yeah. did. 12 years. <laughs> yeah. But excellent. And excellent. the chat room is requesting another show with Sammy, but with Mr. Jonathan here. Oh. oh. That would be an so interesting show. He could be a guest on the show. He could. They could battle with each other and eat. Tell stories about each other or something, and <laughs> see how low they can go. I have some stories, but they're not—they're not too clean for huh. the radio. Yeah, David, be like a duel. 
It could be a duel. Oh, it could be. You'll be hearing more of that coming up. Right now, let's take a break. And when we come back, we're going to take a peek into the asylum, a classic three-way with Sammy B, and more in the mailbag. Sammy B has some mailbags from the Cigar Authority. We'll get to that. We're live at the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe, and you're listening to the Cigar Authority on the United Podcast Network. Let's talk a little about Rough Rider Cigars. So here is where the motorcycle culture meets Cigar Nation. This badass looking cigar uses the name Rough, but delivers a smooth as silk ride each and every time. Even before lighting one, you can't help but notice its sweet like honey flavor. Smooth and creamy, resembling slightly sweetened butter. Outstanding! The Rough Rider Cigar is so beautiful in so many ways. We're talking a premium cigar, imported, long filler cigar, but wait till you hear the price. Every cigar is in the $3 price range, that's right. Even the Churchill in the 6x60, every cigar is in the $3 price range. Rough Rider Cigars, there's nothing rough about Rough Rider except the name. Rough Rider Cigars. The following message is brought to you by Drew Estate. Drew Estate, the rebirth of cigars in the new Drew Diplomat app. Join me, Barry Stein, from the Cigar Authority on Drew Diplomat. As you know, I am quite partial to Liga Pavada Number 9 from Drew Estate. So join me for a Liga and share your experience with Drew Estate. And while you're at it, don't forget to check into Two Guys Smoke Shop on the Drew Diplomat app. Drew Diplomat is now available for the iPhone and Android. To learn more about Drew Diplomat, visit DrewDiplomat.com. That's DrewDiplomat.com. You must be at least 21 years of age or older and a resident of the United States, including D.C. To be eligible for membership in this program, other terms and conditions apply. Surgeon General warning, cigars are not a safe alternative to cigarettes. Since 1903, when La Aurora Cigars first opened their doors as the first cigar factory of the Dominican Republic, they have defined Dominican cigar manufacturing. Now, La Aurora continues that innovation with La Aurora Dominican DNA, featuring an exceptional blend whose soul is the Andullo. La Aurora pays tribute to the oldest Dominican tobacco process with a cigar that features tobacco that is part of their heritage and their DNA. The La Aurora DNA features this hard-to-work tobacco that brings the unique characteristics of strength, inspiring aroma, and sweetness that creates an exceptional smoking experience that only La Aurora can bring you. Experience La Aurora Dominican DNA with its Cibao Valley Dominican wrapper, an authentic Cameron binder from Africa with fillers from the Dominican Republic, Pennsylvania, Nicaragua, and Andullo. Available at top retailers like TwoGuysCigars.com and is distributed in the United States by Miami Cigar & Company. It's time to light that cigar and stay tuned. The Cigar Authority will be right back on the United Podcast Network. Jose Dominguez, Jose Dominguez, Jose, Jose, Jose Dominguez. What the hell are you doing? writing a commercial for Jose Dominguez. Well, what you should be doing is talking about how good they are. That Jose Dominguez makes millions of cigars for other people, but saves the best tobaccos and the best blend for his namesake. 
Jose Dominguez. Not singing a song, if that's what you think you're doing. What I am doing is creating what is known as a donut. Hey, nobody's going to take away your donuts. No, a donut in a commercial is when it starts with a jingle and then the information comes in and then ends with the song again. The information is the filling of the donut. Why does everything you talk about have to center around food and usually donuts? I don't know. Listen, Jose Dominguez cigars come in four great sizes and two wrappers. The mild, buttery, smooth, natural, and the slightly bolder Maduro. And every cigar is about $5. You know as well as I do, Dave, Jose Dominguez is no $5 cigar. It's worth so much more. It's a sensational value. Okay, here's the end of the donut. You ready? Jose Dominguez. Jose Dominguez. Legendary brand opens a new chapter in its storied history with the H. Upman by A.J. Fernandez. The nearly 175-year-old H. Upman brand in collaboration with storied cigar maker A.J. Fernandez bring a medium to full-bodied, sweetly balanced, and yet complex smoking experience. Boasting an Ecuador Sumatra wrapper, this cigar produces incredible aromas and nuances of sweet spices. Today, almost 175 years later, the legacy of H. Upman lives on a brand new take on an age-old brand. Handcrafted in Esteli, Nicaragua by Cigar Master A.J. Fernandez. Available in four sizes, priced under $9. A legendary brand opens a new chapter in its storied history with the H. Upman by A.J. Fernandez. Hey, this is Willie Marante from Miami Cigar. You're listening to the Cigar Authority on the United Podcast Network. And we are back. We're smoking the 724WK with Sammy B, the brother of Mr. Jonathan. And we have stuff in the mailbag and uh, things to get to the asylum, the classic three-way. 724, you're saying earthy you're getting out of I this. I am getting an earthy tone. It's Everything a note that I like in cigars. Okay. I, I like the cigar. So I need to backtrack a little bit. Uh, you shared with us that Jonathan did ballet in school. And uh, the chat room wants to know if he was a tosser or if he was a catcher. <laughs> And there's no response. <laughs> nor is there a denial. Nor is there a denial. So, Cannot confirm nor deny. Nor deny either of that. Okay, so let's find out some of the mailbags here. All right, the mailbag, the following message was submitted through the Contact Us page of the CigarAuthority.com. And this one comes from Nicholas. I guess this guy's feuding with Mr. Jonathan on and off. Ah, that's the end of that. We'll just skip right. him. You don't like that's his brother, see? You're not going to have any of that. Look, stands up and looks out for his brother. So this next message. Because he was a ballet dancer. you got to stand up and stick up for him. <laughs> also from the Contact Us page from the CigarAuthority.com. Hello, gents. This one's from Taylor. This one uh, ought to be... Ought to break down the download record. An excellent episode with Tony V, a sincere and charismatic guy, a great storyteller, too. Glad you let him run. If possible, he should be an annual guest. 
I think we can arrange that. Yeah. yeah. You Tony can. mentioned he had a great time on this yeah. show. Yeah, so they liked it, and that's it. And, and then he mentioned to Bobby Kelly, I had a great time on that show. Yeah. You should go on that show. Yeah, our apologies for last week's episode <laughs> with Bobby Kelly, who was uh, more than vulgar, I guess. Uh, he, it was uh, funny, though. It was funny. It was a great show. Tommy but. Minolta counted 127 curses in the first hour, and then he gave up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it was uh, wow over the top. I, I managed to maybe swear two or three times in nine years. Right. <laughs> and uh, I think Mr. Jonathan actually zero. Yeah. And, that was record setting in the first few minutes yeah, of the show. So he often running. And I, and I got to listen to Bob <laughs> Kelly's um, podcast that he does on his own. Yeah. And uh, that's him. Yeah. So it's like, you, listen, we brought in Bob Kelly. That is Bob Kelly. That's what we get. Yeah, so I subscribe to a few of his podcasts. Yeah. They're, they're out there. Yeah, he's got good stuff. Right now, it's time to take a peek from in the asylum from our friends at Asylum Cigars. They're coming to take me away, ha-ha. They're coming to take me away, ho-ho, hee-hee, ha-ha. To the funny farm where life is beautiful all the time. And I'll be happy to see those nice young men in their clean white coats. And they're coming to take me away, ha-ha. It's time for news from the Insane Asylum. Odd and sometimes historic news stories that are too insane to be true, or are they? Brought to you by Asylum Cigars, take no prisoners. Asylum Cigars are truly flavorful, medium-bodied Nicaraguan cigars with sizes ranging from 4x44 to the absolutely insane 8x80 Asylum Cigars. We've all heard of the Bomb Squad and SWAT, but now there's a new team to be aware of in England called the Walkershire Amphibian and Reptile Team, a.k.a. Wart. The group calls themselves protectors of amphibians, and the group is now installing rust-proof mesh ladders in the drains around England so their frogs and toads can climb out of the sewers and return to their natural habitat. Each ladder costs taxpayers $20 to install, and according to Frog Life Conservation, it will raise the amphibian population by 50%. So I ask, what's next? The hiring of guards at deer crossings, and that's not only insane, it's asylum. It's getting out of hand. All the stuff. $20 out of of taxpayers' money for ladders for frogs. (laughs) Can't make this stuff up, folks. I say let the French drown. Oh. (laughs) It's It's Canadian. It means beautiful fish. It's actually Parisian. Parisian. Sorry to hear that. Barbeau, yeah. Yeah? Okay. Canadians are on my mother's side. All right, give me another mailbag here. Mailbag. The following message also submitted. I think it's the only place you can submit it is the contact <laughs> us page at thecigarauthority.com. Be there or be square. Uh, good morning. This one comes from Lee. After watching the episode about what to do with cigar boxes, I think you should get Shane Spiel on the show. He is a cigar box musician and builder. He recently published a book, Making Poor Man's Guitars, on how to build cigar boxes, box guitars, and is an exceptional, I'm sorry, he's an accomplished and probably an exceptional musician. You know of him? I do not. You're a musician? Uh, I am a musician. Yeah. Um, Cigar boxes are, uh, they... They don't always stay in tune when you're ripping and tearing on them. Uh, a lot of them are played with slides. And uh, You've done it? You've played No, it? I, I watch a few musicians that uh, go to it every once in a while because they're uh, from Louisiana and they do right. a lot of that stuff down there. And uh, You've never made one, though? 
Not yet. No. Dave, you have one out back. I right? have one. I don't know how to play the guitar, but I have two. Maybe when Sammy comes back, he can play that one for us. All right. Plug him in and yeah, yeah, sure. play a little something for us. We've got something to look forward to. All right. Now it's time for the Classic 3-Way, brought to you by Classic Cigars. You've heard of Epic Rap Battles. But now it's time for the Epic Battle. Wow. It's kind of intimidating to be in the presence of so many great athletes. For this day. Tell anyone about this, I'll kill you. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. In Classic History. is looking at you, kid. Brought to you by Classic Cigars. Nervous? Yes. All classic cigars are handmade and imported from the Dominican Republic, and every cigar is priced under, get this, under $3 per cigar. You like that, baby? Let it know where I came from, yeah! Choose any blend, including the classic Connecticut for its mild and smooth taste, the classic Maduro for its bold and spicy flavor, or the classic Cuban for its sweet, sun-grown, and nutty overtones. That's Undertones, you idiot! Whichever classic you choose, it's a classic cigar. Available at twoguyscigars.com. That's twoguyscigars.com. Celebrate today with a classic cigar. All right, Sammy B. This is the closest without going over. You write your number, your your answer on that piece of paper, um, and you don't cheat. You don't look at my page over here. And you are representing Mr. Jonathan because he's our champion. So you're doing it for the family. He's the champion. If you lose, you're giving up the championship over to somebody else. So no pressure, but you're going first also. Ellen Pompeo, TV actress. Do you know her? Actress known for her role as Dr. Meredith Grey on the television series Grey's Anatomy. Her role earned her an outstanding performance uh, by an ensemble in a drama series. She's from Everett, Massachusetts. She was my next door neighbor when I was growing up. Ellen Pompeo, born what year? You write that number down. The other guys are doing the same thing. And then I'll go to you, and you say what year? Uh, 64. 64. I have 63. 63. And I have 67. 67 for the point. It's 69. So 67, he says, 69 is the closest without going over. So Ed Sullivan gets one point, and we move over to Barry Stein. Tracy Morgan, comedian and actor best known for his role in the popular television series Saturday Night Live and his role as Tracy Jordan on the television show 30 Rock. His film credits also include Cop Out, The Longest Yard, and Are We There Yet? Tracy Morgan, born today, what year? 1972. 72, he says. I'm going to stick with 67. 67. I also have 72. 72. Both the 72s are over, so it goes to Ed Sullivan. It's 67. It's 68. So Ed Sullivan is Maybe I'll just go with that for every year. Maybe. (laughs) So we'll go over to Ed Sullivan. David Atkins. Anything? David Atkins. Atkins diet? No. Also known as, we're talking a comedian, actor, Sinbad. Oh, Sinbad. Remember him? Who became known for his role as, in a different world. His roles in Necessary Roughness, First Kid, Good Burger, House Guests, uh, added to his fame. In 2018, he became st- starring in the Fox comedy, Rel. David Atkins or Sinbad. Born today, what year? I'm not going with 1967. I think I'll try uh, 1958. 58, he says. Sammy B. I have 67. I stole it 67. from Dave. <laughs> I mean, from Ed. I have uh, 63. 
63. Everybody is over. Everyone is over. 56. 56. So now we've gone full circle. We're back to you, Sammy B. We have three more questions and a tiebreaker if we need it, but Ed Sullivan is winning two to zero to zero. John Hughes' film, Home Alone, directed by Chris Columbus and starring Macaulay Culkin, premiered in Chicago today. What year? Home Alone, the movie. 94. 94, he says. 93. 93. We got 1985. 1985 will take the point. 1990. So 1985 takes the point. Ed Sullivan, 3-0-0. Zero, zero. We're over to two points if you get it exact, so it's not over yet. Uh, Barry Stein, Sesame Street premiered on PBS TV today. What year? Sesame Street. 1961. 61. 1970. 70. I'm going to use 67 again. 67 for the point. You got a point there at 69. So that's good. You didn't get shut out anyway. We got one more question left. Unless we get to a tie break. If you get two points, you'll actually tie him. Barry is locked out, but we'll get him in just for I'm fun. I'm going to play spoiler. You can <laughs> play spoiler, whatever you want. Whose turn is it? Uh, Sullivan. Ed Sullivan. First long-distance telephone call without operator assistance happened today. What year? Not the first telephone call, but the first long-distance telephone call without operator assistance happened today. What year? Uh, 1918. 18. I was way later. 54. 54. 32. 32 for the point. It's 51. You were a little bit too far. 51, and that is it. Uh, Barry gets a point, so it's not a shutout, but we have our champion, Mr. Ed Sullivan. See, I, I went really low because they were going over on everything. So All right. You might as well go really low on it. Yeah. You go over. Some of those things, did you even know what they were? Um, well, Sinbad, Home yeah. Alone. Yeah, I should have known that one. But, again, when I was growing up, we didn't get to go to see movies in the movie theater. So when it actually came out on TV, it was probably 1994. Ah, okay. I'm going to get morbid. I should have known it because it's the year my dad died. Ah. So. Wow. Way to bring the show did, now. Yeah, right? Did Crash you, it all. Yeah. <laughs> did you cry when the old man across the street died? No. No? No. Come on. I only cry in movies when it's something with an animal. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's the sad old yeller. Yeah. I mean, all these Disney ones are always killing off animals. I guess they, it prepares you, the children, right? Is that what it's all about? It yeah. is crazy. Yeah, poor Bambi. Yeah. Poor Bambi. <laughs> uh, all right, give me another mailbag. We can squeeze one in. Mailbag. I have one from uh, Joe from the Contact Us page, thecigarauthority.com. Hi, guys. I just got home after listening to the first half of this week's show and had a thought for a new segment. You were talking with Barry and Steve Saka, not always seeing things eye to eye on some topics. What if you could find stories that could unite most people, maybe sponsored by United Cigars? Yay. As an example, I just saw a story about how stoners on social media are mobilizing a massive litter cleanup initiative. That seems like something many people could get behind, could also have a bit out of that Barry Rye humor uh, thrown in. Anyway, he was, he, was just just ready to, he was ready to throw something in right there and there. <laughs> yeah, I'm all for it. Let, <laughs> yeah. them play, let them play in traffic, picking up the stuff. <laughs> Happy to Get rid of all. some of them. <laughs> all right. That's the mailbag. Keep them coming you in. You want some more? 
Well, I got one over here. I'm going to pass it with a barrier, the one you threw out, because uh -huh. I'm actually very interested in what you threw out. You didn't want it to be known. And I know you are, you listeners are wondering, too. So uh, Barry would love to yes. say it if it's about Jonathan. <laughs> without a doubt. So it comes from uh, Nicholas via the Contact Us page at the Cigar Authority. And uh, he says, I would like to put aside my feud with Mr. J for now and submit a couple of show ideas. I know this feud is keeping us both awake at night, so the break will help. I will use the usual disclaimer before getting into it. My ideas may suck. Read with caution. Idea number one. You guys should do a Wednesday night podcast. I could use something else to listen to on Thursday morning, and this would work great. Come on, guys. Don't pretend any of you are doing something other than staring at the walls and talking to a microphone instead. Wednesday night podcast? Yeah, that, the assholes. Listen, ah, to, listen yeah. to the assholes. Listen to the assholes. They're on every Wednesday at yeah. uh, 4 o'clock. And you can listen anytime. Yep. Uh, this would be for your Versus segment. This is taken from his actual life. Early on in, our, in his relationship with his wife, the wife described him to other people as mildly unattractive and not classically handsome. So would you rather be called mildly unattractive or not classically handsome? Oh, not classically handsome, I think. You can call me anything. It's, it's not late it's, for dinner. It's less painful. Yeah, I'm going to so. agree with Jonathan. So far, these suck. Um, <laughs> idea number three. Yeah. <laughs> I would love to hear your opinion on the best way to do a cigar dinner. I don't mean getting the guys to your house. I mean selling tickets for an event. Is there an ideal number of people? Should it only be a $100 formal type event? Can it work at half the price for more of a blue-collar crowd? What is the ideal number of cigars? Is it best to mix the type of cigars you give out? How about limited to one brand or a variety of brands? Should raffle items be cigar-related or outside the box? Should you serve steak or pasta or chicken, or does it even matter? Do you even need to have a dinner? Um, it's called a cigar dinner, so yes, you would need to have a dinner. <laughs> Plus, but we're fat and we want to eat. Right. Uh, <laughs> but the answer is clear. It's just yes. You have done all of those I've things in different events. Right? Yeah. Hence, Nicholas, why I threw your stuff off. To the <laughs> yeah, that was better off in the trash. There we go. Wow. I didn't know what it said, and I was interested to see what it was. A reason. I'm gonna, I break Jonathan's balls and what have you, but I got his back on this one. But uh, how, how many is ideal at a cigar dinner? How many cigars? How long is a cigar ideal? dinner? I don't care how long it is. The, the number is three. So the people show up. You want to give them a cigar. Dinner is being served. You want to give them a cigar. Believe it or not, you ever smoke a cigar while you ate? Uh, oh, yeah. 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 Awesome, right? Oh, yeah. And then after dinner is the third cigar. It must be three. Hmm. If you give anything more, it's something to take a fourth one to take home with you if you hmm. wanted to do it. And should it be a different brand? I would say yes, but it's very tough unless the manufacturer that that's along with it um should you match profiles like this food tastes like this and this cigar tastes like that well yeah because if you're doing uh heavy red meat or something like that you can go to a heavier cigar it's like pairing um liquor or pairing wines with with food and things like that is the is the way to do well, it what about getting hundreds of people and giving out you know 17 cigars yeah or something. yeah you could 500 like people that. And you give everybody 17 cigars and have it, and they take it with them. You maybe, do maybe give out a I, car. Yeah, I've done it all. But, you know, they're probably talking about just getting a group of people together. Uh, and ideally, it would be 
20 or 25 people would, would you know, you need 20 people anyway. To yeah, end and up sometimes the restaurant wants a set amount of people if they're set up to have a sure. cigar dinner. Right. So you might need to be able to guarantee 40 people right. to make it de- worthwhile for them. Sure. And if you can find a restaurant that'll let you smoke. Yeah. It's a, it's a lot <coughs> tougher easy. than the old days, that's yeah. for sure. A lot tougher than, than it was before. So, all right, uh, we're smoking the 724WK Robusto. WK stands for his son who passed away. Yes. And this cigar is in his memory. Yeah. Delicious. And it's a a nice tribute to his son, you know. I think it's a great cigar, by the way. Uh, It is is packed well. It is, um, you know, it's packed very full. Like you think you're not going to get a draw. That's how Mm -hmm. well packed it is. But it draws nice. Draws perfect. It's a bit more traditional. Well made. Traditional meaning. Because it's a shade cigar, it is on the milder end. Right. I would say, if you were to say, um, Sammy B, one to ten in strength, what number are you at? I'm a four five. Right. I would say a four. I'm around a two. Yeah, like maybe yeah. three. Three. Well, I have a light palate. I was at three. Well, Sammy, are you getting any Chinese pea pod kind of a taste out of that? Or maybe a sprout. Yeah. <laughs> That's a go-to for Jonathan. I'm going to have to try a Chinese peapod one day. Except he would describe it as, have you ever had fried rice? It's loaded with eggs and, and pieces of roast pork. Right. And there's some sprouts in there. But you get rid of everything else, and you just have the sprouts. Yeah. That's what I'm getting. Right. That it had to be connected in some way with the fried rice in the first place. And then for some reason, he's, you nailed it, right? <laughs> you get it. I don't get the soy sauce flavor, though. No. No. No, you remove it. You put the soy sauce on it, and then you take it off. It was there. Are we allowed to salt and pepper it, too? You could do whatever you want as long as you remove it after the fact. (laughs) Yeah, he's a strange duck. Yeah. He is, right? He is a strange duck. Um, We do some dirt bike riding together, and I'm always looking to see if he's going to, like, I'll launch off a giant jump or whatever and i look and there he is coming right behind oh, me after that jump and, and i just want to go catch him because i'm pretty sure he's gonna trip <laughs> up and fall yeah no he's a he's a good dude we make fun of him and we have fun with him and stuff but he plays along and he's a good guy and uh so are you thank uh, you. you got a great family and i got to know a lot of them o- over the years and uh you got it going on you got his back all the time and he's oh yeah us. i love so, him to death couldn't yeah. be where i am today without him very 100 percent all right, that's it for the show. Next week, the big man, Omar DeFries from Fratello Cigars, joins us with his new cigar in the triumphant return of Dances with Men. Mr. Jonathan comes back. He's actually at the Legends of Dance right now, and he's dancing with men. Right. He's not ashamed, ashamed of it in any way. I want to know if he's leading or not. We're going to find out that. Uh, we'll see if Omar DeFries has to say about that. And we're going to bring that leotard in. Uh, and maybe have some video on this. You may want to stay. Uh, you may not want to come on to the show next week and listen to it because I think you're not going to get that image out of your brain. But until then, you've been listening to the Cigar Authority on the United Podcast Network. And if you've learned nothing for the past two hours, keep the lit end out of your mouth. Opinions expressed by the hosts, guests, or callers of this program do not necessarily reflect the opinions of the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe, the United Podcast Network, its partners or affiliates.